Talk Radio. We celebrate the 60th anniversary of John Lennon meeting Sir Paul McCartney. All that and a whole lot less on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yeah, they do the first bit, not the second bit, is it? George is to play the first bit of instrumental, isn't he? Well, keep right in with your harmony with it. If there's anything that you want, if there's anything I can do. They don't say anything at the end. Good. Why should they? Dear listener, 60 years ago today, John Lennon met Sir Paul of Kintyre for the first time at that fate in a churchyard somewhere in Liverpool. I think it's pronounced Wooten, but I'm not totally sure. Why the hell is this not on the front pages of all of the newspapers? We should be celebrating this. This is the greatest thing that has ever happened in popular culture. We should be bunting, should be up everywhere. I drove through London today to get here. I saw not a bloody thing. Not a bloody thing. We should be uh, lifting up Ringo Starr on one of those sedan chairs and carrying him through from Land's End to John O'Groats, dear listener, from Land's End to John O'Groats. That's exactly what we should be doing. Instead, 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 I'll tell you what, instead, not a bloody thing, guys. Not a bloody thing. Nobody anywhere has celebrated this. 
I've got lips that long to lick you and keep you satisfied. Alan Kennedy! If it's anything that you want. Yes! If it's anything that you do. That's right! Just call on me and we'll send it along with a bummy to you. Instrumental! Bummy! Keep you by my side. I've got lips that long to lick you and keep you satisfied. Ooh, if it's anything that you want, if it's anything I could do, just call on us and we'll send it along with love from me to you. To you. Stop and say hello On the corner is a banker with a motor car The little children laugh at him behind his back And the banker never wears a Mac In the pouring rain Alan, it's very strange Heavy rain is in my fireman with an hourglass and in his pocket is a portrait of the queen he likes to keep his fire engine clean it's a clean machine <laughs> you did this darling yes Yep. We see the banker coming in for his friend. Here we go. And then the fireman was his end. From the pouring rain. Well, let me try. In Penny Lane, the barber shaves another customer. We see the banker sitting waiting for a trim. 
And then the fireman rushes in. On the pulling way? Very strange. It's very isn't strange. it? Penny Lane is in my ears and in my eyes. Penny Lane is in my ears and in my eyes. There beneath the blue suburban skies. Penny Lane! Oh! I'm with that some Hang on a minute. Here we go! Round three! What would you think if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Oh, lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out of key Alan! Ooh, I get by with a little help from my friend Ooh, I get by with a little help from my friend Ooh, I get by with a little help from my friend my Here we go. What do I do when my love is away? Does it worry to be alone? How do I feel by the end of the day? Are you sad because you want you want? So that I get by with a little help from my friends. Yeah, I get high with a little help from my friends. Mm, I'm gonna try with a little help from. Take it, Alan! Do you need anybody? Well, I need somebody to love. Could it be anybody? Well, I just want somebody to love. Yes, I'm certain that it happens all the bloody time. <laughs> what do you see when you turn on? Ah, I can't tell you, but I know that it's mine. Alan! Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends. Yeah, I get by with a little help from my friends. Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends. Do you need <laughs> I need somebody to love. Could it be anybody? Shit, yes! I want somebody to love. Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends. Yeah, I get high with a little help from my friends. Yes, I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends. Take it, Alan! Yeah, I get by with a little help from my friends. With a little help from my friends. one guys there's nothing you can do that can't be done ah, there's nothing you can sing that can't be sung well 
Nothing you can say, but you can learn how to play the game, because cat's easy! Seriously, I'm going to kick you right up your... Um... Steady. Nothing you can't make that can't be made. No one you can save that can't be saved. Nothing you can do, but you can learn how to be you in time, because cat's easy! Take it home, baby! All you need is love! Yeah, da 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 da! All you need is love! Yeah, da 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 da! All you need is love! Love! Yeah! Love is all you need! There's nothing. Oh, this is instrumental bit. Hang on, it, guys. I think I'm confused. Instrumental. Or maybe it's not. Yeah, it is. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah. The, the strings. I might... All you, you need, need is love. love. Yeah, da, 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 da. All you need is love. Yeah, da, da, da. All you need is love. Love. Love is all you need. All you need is love. All you need is love. All you need is love. Right, okay. It is. Yes, it is, ladies and gentlemen. All you need is love. All you need is love. All you need is love. Love. Love is all you need. Love is all you need. Guys, no. Just indulge me a second. I've got something I want to say to you. Guys. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> well, when I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me. Speaking words of wisdom, let it be, Mr. Alan Caddick. Let it be, let it be, let it be, oh, let it be. Speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And when the broken-hearted people living in the world agree, there will be an answer. Let it be For though they may be parted There is still a chance that they will see 
Sure, there will be an answer. Let it be. Take it, Alan. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Oh, let it be. There will be an answer. Let it be. Go on, Alan. Let it be. It's funky. It's Billy Preston. Oh yeah. is cloudy there is still a light that shines on me shine until tomorrow let it be oh let it be i wake up to the sound of music mother mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom let it be let it be let it be Get bad. Here we go. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. Phone up and join in, guys. Take, Take a, a sad song and make it bad. Give us a call and join us for the nanas. Remember to let her into your heart. Oh, then you can start. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Make it call you back. Here we go. Hey Jude, don't be afraid, you were made to go out and get her, the minute you let her under your skin, then you begin to make it better, take it caller, disappointing, Hey, Jude, we're fine. Don't carry the world upon your shoulders. But well, you know, I'm not a fool. 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 
disappointing. Hold on, hold on. Go on, Cleo. Take it, buddy. Go, Simon. What part are we on? What part are we on? Uh, now go and get her. Uh, Remember, Simon. Remember, oh, begins. Uh, I don't know the words to this bit. That's disappointing. Paul, take it, buddy. So let it out and let it in, Paul. Let it in. begin. Don't make it
good. Yeah, I think that'll do. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Here's the thing. Apparently, um, mobile phones are increasing the spread of head lice. Did you know this? This is in the papers. Today. It's increasing the spread of head lice. <clears throat> My voice is a little bit husky. I know not... I know not why, sir. I know not why. Can you check that aircon's working, please, Ms. Boyle? <clears throat> Smartphones, 0344-499-1000. By the way, is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I, th- I felt it. I felt it. Smartphones are fueling a dramatic rise in head lice, experts have warned. Did you know this? <clears throat> I'm um, sorry, I beg, I beg your pudding, please. I beg your pudding. Can, can we get that microphone on, please? Sorry. I said, they only go in clean hair, so you'll be okay. <clears throat> I don't buy that. I don't buy they only go in clean. I've never had head lice. Mm. My, my kids have had them, but I've never had them. Dirty little things. My kids. <laughs> Doctors say that when children gather in groups to peer at a tablet or mobile phone screen... Oh, because the- they put their heads together. The insect, because they're looking, you know, like um, filth on there. The insects jump from one child's head to the next. I've never had head lice. Here we go. Let's do a list of this is this is um, this is tonight's show. A list of diseases that everybody's had that you've never had. If you're an adult that's never had chickenpox, I want to speak to you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. My brother-in-law yes reckons he's had chickenpox three times. Now, here's the thing. It is possible. It happens. It does happen. Because everyone, oh, you've had chicken pox once. You can't get it again. That's not true. Mm -hmm. You can get chicken pox um, a second and a third time. Oh, so he's not the medical miracle he thinks he is. Well, he might be bullshining a little bit. No, I don't think he is. He's not that kind of guy. Chicken, I had chicken pox. I've not had um, mumps. No, I haven't. I've not had measles. But is that because we had MMRs in our day? I don't think they were invented then. Well, we had some sort of jabs, didn't we? Oh, I thought you were talking about the car. Um, I've not had rubella or pox. The pox. Isn't rubella measles? For girls. Mm. It's girls' measles. Uh. I've not had that. Okay, good. 0344 499 1000. What diseases have you not had? Touch wood, my prostate's been fine. Well, that's a man's thing, isn't it? Prostates. That was the joke, was yeah. it? That was the joke. You're making jokes about um, prostate well, ma- cancer. Well, wow, that's a bold opening. You made opening. a joke about rubella. That can be a killer. That's an, a, a bold opening gambit. Making a joke about prostate cancer. I never said. Do you want to check mine? No. Do you want to have a look? No. Sh- a t- if you I think the- I can see it from here. <clears throat> what is the prostate? It's a gland. All right, mate. I know. I know that. But what does it look like? Draw a picture of it. Draw a picture. Right, pass me a piece of paper. Yeah, right in the back of Joker Squally. Right. So, <clears throat> do you want me to do a cross section like involving the bum and the bits? Actually, I don't want to see that. Here we go. Look. Children owning a smartphone. That's a crying cactus. <clears throat> it's good. Apparently, um, it's good for your prostate to masturbate. That's and that is a that is a fact. That's not even me saying that to be rude. For what is that glass. just like a clear out? Yeah, it does. It um, yeah. Children owning a smartphone or tablet or book. I've only just got a tablet and I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it because I'm watching Netflix on there. 
Um, I had a tablet a while ago, actually, so that's not true. Children owning a smartphone or tablet or book are more than twice as likely to be infested, a survey found. The problem peaked among children aged between six and nine, so seven and a half. Girls in this age group with... That's a boring story. It's nonsense as well. What they're saying is, when children put their heads together, nits will jump. Hey, when kids put their heads together, anything's possible. Mostly nits. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm, <clears throat> I'm hoping I can go the whole... I've gone the whole of this week, and I'm hoping I can go the whole of next week with the minimum of Wimbledon interaction. Oh, is it on? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. Well, because I don't know it's on, because my, I'm not living with my mum, and so she's not commandeered the television to watch Wimbledon all the time. But apparently it's on, and I only know it's on because... Um, when I'm flicking between my Elvis Costello audiobook, which is br- which is brilliant. By oh, the is way. it good? Yeah, it is brilliant, and <clears throat> he touches on the thing that I was really hoping he'd touch on, and he he went into it gets about ten minutes in the audiobook. What is Elvis Costello famous for? Um... This is great. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. What is Elvis Costello famous for? Because he's a good singer. No, 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 no. That's no. what he's famous for. No, no, no. He's not. He's not. My sister knows. My sister will know what I'm talking about. What is Elvis Costello actually famous for? What was the first thing you ever knew about Elvis Costello before you even knew who Elvis Costello was? That he wasn't the other Elvis. That's what I knew. No, 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 no. There is something that Elvis Costello is more famous for than any of his music. Don't go on Twitter, because people not... p- people will be tweeting it. 0344 What is it that Elvis Costello is most famous for? It's not his hit songs. It's not being called Elvis. It's sort of to do with music. It's, it, it, is, it is to do with music. Did he invent something? <clears throat> no, right? But it gets, I thought it was an urban myth, but it gets ten minutes in his autobiography. Not only is it not an urban myth, there's actually more to the legend than truth be told. This Elvis Costello book, I can tell you're all fired up about it. Yes! The last time I saw you this fired up about an audiobook, it was Billy Idol, yeah. Yeah. Is it better, worse, or the same as Billy Idol? There's less, um... Sex and drugs in it, so it's significantly worse. Boast-wise, how yes. many more boasty or oh, less? Oh no, 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 no boasts, no okay. boasts. Okay. Um, Julie, you know the answer, don't you? Yes. Go on. <laughs> that his dad, that his dad wrote the "All White's Lemonade" theme. Ladies and gentlemen, I will, I will play to you um, Elvis Costello's father singing this. I'm a secret lemonade drinker. Oh, it's Here's the thing I didn't know, because the rumour I heard was that it was his dad in the advert. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, a, it's an actor called Victor. It's his dad doing the vocals. Oh. Here's yeah, the yeah. thing. Here's the thing, Julie, that is going to blow your mind. Yeah. Go on. You know the um, girly voice is going, ah, oh, wait. Yes. That's Elvis Costello. Do ladies and gentlemen, that no. is... Yeah, oh, ladies and gentlemen, Elvis Costello is in there, and I did not know that. Listen. Here we go. You won't hear his voice, but he's in there. I'm a secret his dad. Oh, Elvis is in there. Oh, As a kid. But it's one of those nights. Always. 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 Always.
That's a great advert. That's his dad. Isn't that great? I love that. I love that. And that's what he's most famous for, Julie. Exactly. I don't know why people wouldn't know that. No, ex- well, because Catherine is a... Younger than you two. Sh- not, not a charlatan. Um, what? Not a, 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 a Nesfatiti. What is it I want to say? She is an imbecile. No, I don't want to say that. What does that want to say? Not a, not a, a Luddite. Not a charlatan. Not a, um, she is a... None of this is going to come out well. No, no, no. She is, um... Oh, I don't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm just searching for words. Yes, CJ? Was that my Julian, then? Yes, it was. Oh. Oh. Oh, that woman. Anyway, uh, wasn't Elvis Costello in an episode of Frasier? If you remember that TV show. I do remember that TV show. Um, we, and we can do that as a phone-in. Spin-offs that were more successful than the original series. I, I would say Frasier was more successful Frasier than was brilliant. Frasier I don't though. know. Was Elvis Costello in it? I mean, I've tweeted in pictures of him in it. Then he must be. Then he must have been in it. Thank you very much indeed, CJ. What was Mork and Mindy a spin-off of? Oh, Happy Days. Yeah, we go. Next there's question. A, there's a, the, okay. Oh, Challenge oh, me, come oh, on. Oh, 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 <laughs> thou wanteth, mm-hmm. th- thy lady wanteth, thou challengeth. Oh, thou challengeth is ready. Dare thee enter, thou arena-eth. Doth, prithee, Sarah. You're not really from the Middle Ages, are you? No, I'm not at all. But, but, okay, you want a challenge? Go on. I'll give you, I'll give you a challenge. Go on. Okay, let me, let me... Let me uh, have a little think about challenge here. All right. <clears throat> All right, fine. Yeah, fine. What was um, George and Mildred a spin-off of? Oh. Hey? Was it... Um, this is just a warm-up, by the way. George so and you... Mildred was... They were the neighbours of... <sighs> Terry and June? Man About the House. Oh. Or it may have been the other way around. Sorry? Yeah. Um, OK, let me give you... An- let me give you... A another okay. What was in Mork and Mindy? What and we? What was the name of the land? What was the name of their landlord for the apartment? Oh, is that Mister Thingy? Mister Wanker. Yeah. And we can say that because it was, that his, was name. his name. It was his. It was a character's name. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. But you want a challenge? You say it's challenge, Kath, guys. Between now and eleven o'clock. Thou mayest challengeth the ladieth of the lake. Oh, three, four, four, four. Move your computer, because it's your computer making that noise. I moved it further away. I think it's yours. It's not mine. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call. I don't know. Um, well, I do know actually quite a lot about Elvis Costello now, because I've listened to five hours of his audiobook. Do you know who his wife is? Um, n- no. I do. No, but... Someone made a pass at her before they were together. Well, I should think so too. Um, he's not really—he's he's not doing it in chronological order. He's doing one of those Ponzi autobiographies where he's all over the shop. Do you want the spoiler? Do you want to know who it is? No, I don't. Because I'm enjoying the journey. Is it, is it Anna? No. Nope. Anna. Anna Subri. Oh, well, actually, you're half right. Am I? So it's Anna. No, it's something Anna. Yeah, I know. So I said Pollyanna. No. Um, Anna Green Gables. No. <laughs> no. They see they've remade Anna Green Gables. Sorry, Princess mm-hmm. Diana, Lady Di, the, the uh, Queen of Hearts. Have they remade Anna Green Gables? Yeah, but it's got like um, I always found that boring backstory in it, mm. and it's all a little bit um, boring. But I don't know. I don't really know many Elvis Costello <gasps> songs. Did you ever hear his version of "She"? 
He's got a funny voice, hasn't he? He's got a wonky voice. Gee. He's got one of those voices, unlike me and Alan, he's got one of those voices that isn't actually very good, but if you... But people say they like it mm. because they want to sound clever. Yeah. So um, he was quite good with... You know some of his um, his early songs? It's all like stop, start, up and down, isn't it? Like, um, pump it up. I can't stand losing. That's not him, that's the police, but he does one that's like that. Veronica, do you suppose? It's all that. <laughs> it's, that's what he sings like. It's all that. Pump it up. I think he's quite a good singer. Well, because you're, sh- does, does, you're showing off. No, but he does no, sing he's through, nasally. His, through his nose, yeah. Very nasally, and he's, he's out of tune. Um, but people, poncy people that want to look clever go, oh, yeah, no, I really like him. I really like Spike and um, that album he did with the Brodsky Quartet. Bronsky beat. I like that. The album he did with well, right Brodsky now, beat. you're the only one I hear saying that. Yeah, well, exactly. So are you but, the Ponty but, person in this no, scenario? No, no, because I'm, I'm, I'm true about my musical um, uh, influences. You're true. I am true. I'd rather Jack than that Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Rental um, Skills. Oh, they were great. I had that single. Did you? Oh, God, yes. I taped off the radio. Oh, mate, that's called piracy. That is piracy. It's called 1987 or whatever um, it was. So I don't know much about Elvis Costello, but I, I've ordered a greatest hits, and the reason I ordered it is it, it was one pound sixty one on Amazon. And you want to be a Ponzi person? No, yeah. I've got a feeling I'm because I, th- I I ordered a Primal Screen greatest hits recently because oh. it was a penny. Was it a single? I threw it away today. Yes, because um, the first four songs are great, and then they get stupid and noisy. And I got a feeling I might do the same with Elvis Costello. Just don't think I'm going to like the music. I like the man. I don't like the music. Hey, Billy Bragg's coming on the show. Yes, he is, as soon as you've read his very thick book. Oh, don't be rude about Billy Bragg. <laughs> 0344. 499-1000. Andrew says, the word you're looking for to describe Kath is ingenue. Ingenue. An ingenue. Ingenue. Well, that's very flattering, but I am over 26. What's the, um, what's the song that has the line about an ingenue in it? What? A what? An ingenue. Pardon? Go again. An ingenue. <laughs> Don't put your daughter on the stage, Mrs. Worthington. Don't put your daughter on the stage. Though she's... Oh, there's a brilliant line. You know... Uh, um, oh, let... I want to hear you sing ingenue. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Um, I will go to the ads in a minute. Uh, Mrs. Worthington lyrics. It's a great... It's a, but Noel Coward is very funny. I'm kind of the modern Noel Coward, apart from, you know, some of the obvious stuff. But here we go. Listen to this. How's this for how's this for a great line, right? Um, 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 doesn't it does mention ingenue? <laughs> I bet it don't. Here we go. Don't put your daughter on the stage, Mrs. Worthington. Don't put your daughter on the stage. Though then he does like the talking singing. Though they said at the school of acting she was as lovely as Peer Gint, I'm afraid on the whole. An ingenue role would emphasise her squint. Oh. She's a big girl, and though her teeth are fairly good, she's not the type I ever would be eager to engage. No more butts, Mrs Worthington. Nuts, Mrs Worthington. Don't put your daughter on the stage. Ingenue. <laughs> oh, three... <laughs> 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. We are open to Anjanouise. Oh, stop it. And, uh, Philip, you should be next after this. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
Let us go to Philip. Good evening. Good evening, Ian. Good I'd evening, like to, Philip. Good evening, Ian. I'd like to make two two points. First of all, about the Beatles. Yes. I think I must be one of the few people who saw the Beatles perform without any instruments. Uh, I'll tell you how it came about. I used to go to a radio show in Lower Regent Street in the early 60s called Pop In. Was it at the um, Paris Theatre? Yes, it was. I was writing a piece about the Paris Theatre yesterday. It used to be a... I know all about it. It used to be a cinema until World War II, 1939. Then the Office for Works took over it. Then the BBC took over it in the early 60s and hosted many concerts, including those by The Beatles, Led Zeppelin and Slade. Well, the show I used to go to was called Pop In, yes. hosted by Keith Fordyce, oh, yes. and the show later was transferred to the television and became Ready, Steady, Go. Yes. Well, what they used to do, if a big American star was in London, they were they would come on the show yes. and be interviewed, you see, and I used to go regularly when I could get up there to see it. It was yes. from one till two. Oh, yes. And uh, one week, the Beatles came in, it, I think it was just Love Me Do, yes. and what they did, they played the record yep. to the, had an audience, yep. and uh, they performed <laughs> it without instruments. You see, what they were doing, they were, they, the record was playing, yes. and they were all making out, they got their instruments, oh. so you've got Ringo up the back playing imaginary drums, Steady. And Paul and John, and and it was, it was, it was, it was great. It was, I mean, I saw I, some... um, I am so envious of people that got to see the Beatles. My mum mm-hmm. saw the Beatles, uh, yeah. I, uh, that, you, hearing you say that, I mean, just yeah. seeing... The Beatles. Yeah. Wowzers. I mean, it, it was, I mean, at the time, you didn't really sort of realise the significance. No, of course first, not. First record, you know. Silly, and, silly uh, pop group. They won't last. Yeah, yeah. And the other point I wanted to make, uh, actually, can I just say before I go on to my next point? Oh, this is, um, your, this is like point one, point two. <laughs> well, it was about the Paris studios. You're talking yes. about that. The most interesting, or the most uh, unusual, was Johnny Cash. Yes. Johnny Cash was being interviewed. He was going through his rough period. Oh, and he nearly fell off the stage. Yeah, speed freak. He was, speed he freak. Gonna, yeah, he was going to be interviewed by uh, Keith Fordyce. Were you there? I was. I was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. saw a, uh, You sp- saw Speed Freak Johnny Cash almost fall off a stage. Uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff. I mean, we had all the big stars. As Can, I say. Uh, Philip, why have yeah. you been phoning in me, phoning me in for the last twelve years with boring stories about TV, uh-huh. and then suddenly, twelve years into our relationship, you tell me two amazing stories about the Beatles well, and I Johnny think, Cash? <laughs> I think. what well, also, also we had. Uh, we had. I remember people I saw there was Martha Reeves it. and the Vandellas. They pulled up. Yes. And, uh, you know, you didn't know what to say to you. They'd go in. Uh, so I said, not the day for dancing in the street. No. You know, which, 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 I think went down not too oh. well. Oh. But anyway. Hang on, it, you said that to Martha and yes. the Vandellas? Yes. You yes. said, hang on a minute. Yes. By the way, this is a very niche phone but if you've ever made a joke to a celebrity that fell oh. flat, 0344 499 1000, you said yes. to Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, this is not the day for dancing in the well, street. I think it was raining, if I remember correctly. It was and you it was... actually said it to them? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. And what oh. did they say? Well, she, she looked at me, she, I think she thought, he's an idiot. Yeah. Well, I mean... This uh... is the best phone call you've ever done. Forget that rubbish about TV and Star Trek and dogs. This is brilliant. Um, the second point, Ian. Yes. Ross McManus, he used to be part of, you probably know this, part of a radio show, the Joe Loss He was part of the Joe Loss Orchestra. Elvis Costello's dad was part of the Joe Loss Orchestra, yes. With Lita Rosa. Yes. And I believe one of my favourite comedians was on the show as well, the Scottish guy, who was a great actor. Frankie Boyle. 
No, Ricky Fulton. Oh. Ricky, F- Ricky See, Fulton. Um, you um, should have stopped with I told a joke to Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. Thank you for that, Philip. Oh, three, four. That's a great. It, it's, a, it's such a niche phone in, but if you've ever told a joke to a celebrity that fell flat, my mate Simon, Simon, who you know, um, work, he, he works as a roadie for various bands. And I can't remember who he was working for, but he was work, may, may have been the president's. I don't know. I can't remember. But he was working at some festival, um, in America. And he was with Neil Young, I think. And then Bob Dylan wandered over and looked miserable. And my mate Simon went, cheer up, Bob. And Bob gave him a withering look and then walked away. And if you've ever told a joke to a celebrity that has fallen flat, 03444991000. Go on. Nicholas Parsons. Oh, God, go on, go on. About two months ago. Mm -hmm. Nicholas Parsons. So, trying to organise an interview with Nicholas Parsons. I'm just going to tweet this because this is gold. Thank you for that, Philip. He said, uh, he said to me, I, I, I said, okay, so we'll give you a call then at such and such a day. Let's say Monday at, um, Half past seven, uh, and we'll. T- and what do you want to talk about? I said, well, we'd like to talk about your work, your career, really, just everything in ge- things in general, nothing in particular. He said, oh well, how long have you got? That could take some time. I said, well, let's try starting on Monday and see where we end up. He said, no, I can only do Monday. Yep, exactly. It's... Keep talking a bit longer. It, I need to it work was out. Just, it was just a little like production joke, and. Uh, he was having none of it. Uh, that, that was generally the relationship, I've yes. got to say. Yes, I've, I've, I'm, I mean, I'm sure I've told many jokes to celebrities that, um, that have fallen. I'm uh, sure it was my fault. Uh, yes, it was. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Here's an interesting story um, about a sex offender. Oh God, Rolf Harris. <sighs> now it's about. I'm going to read the story, and we can do this as a phone in. It's in the Sun, right? Who own us? The current bun. Who own us? Um, so we're going to do this story, and I'd like to know, to face him a question, would you like to see Rolf Harris back on TV? It's not a loaded question. When I was at another BBC station, and Rolf just got um, sent to prison for, for noncing, we had loads of people phone up and say, well, I've got a picture of, well, I'm phone up, I've got a picture of Rolf Harris by my bed. Yeah. And um, if he came out and did a concert, I'd go and see him. Loads of people. Mm-hmm. Got on Radio 4, that bit. Anyway, Dave, he wants a TV show. I've not read the story. We're going to read it together. And then the son. Well, let's read the story. Then I'll. Then we'll do the punchline. Rolf, tie me a TV deal down, sport. Disgraced entertainer Rolf Harris is plotting a TV comeback weeks after his release from jail for child sex offences. The convicted convicted paedophile has told his team to land him a show to help him rebuild his character. Ozzy Harris, 87, was freed in May after serving three years for historical sex crimes against girls aged between seven and nineteen. He's now told family and friends he's desperate to work and is going nuts at his Berkshire home. <laughs> Goes on and on and on. Then the son have done that thing. No. No, not puns. They've done five shows that he could do. Oh, no. So, the son, who own us, this shows you, you know, where this, this station might go one day. Carry on the story. Source said Rolf genuinely believes he could still have a career after everything that's gone on. He told his team to find a TV show he could front or be involved in a way of trying to reverse the public's horrendous perception of him. Uh. Um, Artist Harris has been a regular on British television since the 1950s, as well as having a successful music career. Okay, so they've done five shows that Rolf Harris could be on. This is very weird. Pete and Cleo, I'll probably come to you after the news. 
This isn't me making this up. This is genuine. Five shows Rolf Harris could be on, according to The Sun, who own us. Beastenders. You're not laughing. This is a stretch. Selly Tubbies, because he's been in, in a prison cell. The Sick of It. This one's... <laughs> fiends, like friends, but sex fiends. Oh. And the last one, and this one's quite clever, actually. Rolf's Cartoon Crime. Now, um, that is a weird... They, those, those guys own us, but it doesn't mean we can't criticise them, right? That is a really... I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous and so um, badly judged. Crass is the word. Crass. The sun. The people what own this radio station have done five jokes about a paedophile. That is... That is the weirdest... How how secure does that make us feel? <laughs> you know, we're kind of, kind of doing right-on liberal and... Yeah, Rolf's cartoon crime. I mean, that is just... I mean, that is just one writer and potentially what... It's an exclusive by Andy Halls, the TV oh, editor. High, high fives all round there, guys. High fives all round. Dear listener, dear listener, dear listener. Um, uh, the, the Cleo and Pete will come to you after the news. I want to give you a fair crack of the whip. It's been a silly first hour. It can be a silly second and third hour if you want. What have we talked about? It's the 60th anniversary today of John Lennon meeting Paul McCartney. Sing Hosannas. If you want to celebrate um, that... Um, or any other kind of overlooked, because there's not bit, there's little bits in the papers about that, but it's a couple of paragraphs. I think I saw it on Twitter. Um, if you want to celebrate overlooked, um, anniversaries, then you are more than welcome to do that. 0344 499 1000. This is my favourite one, and I don't think we're going to get any calls on it because it's so, so niche, but you never know. Uh, uh, Philip in South Norwood. On a rainy day, said to Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, well, this isn't a day for dancing in the street. I love that. I love that. If, and they just, they just gave him skunk eye. If you have ever told a celebrity, um, a joke that fell very, very flat indeed, 03444991000, and you know the rules, guys, this is the show where you can call in about absolutely Anything you want. If we're not talking about it and you think we should, give us a call. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. You'll speak to Holly. She'll call you straight back. It will cost you pennies at most. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. People are calling. The phones are going nuts. Paul from Stoke Poges. Sit this week out, my friend. 0344 499 1000. The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
songs on Sergeant Pepper and it gets a rough Not that ride. version. No, no, no. And I love that song, right? I love that song. Right? And some people say it was the turning point for McCartney um, and that he then went on to, you know, kind of Maxwell Silverhammer and those kind of... But that was in Sergeant Pepper in 1967. Do you know when he wrote that song? In about 1962, when they were playing a gig, if, um, like, the instruments died or there was a power cut, he'd go on the piano and he'd just bash that out. And he'd play that song. He'd play that silly little, when I'm 64, like a, a piss take of yeah. those old... That, and it, this is how good McCartney is, right? The, the McCartney gets such a rough ride. And do you know what? I will not hear a word of it. He's a genius. So he had that song for about five years and he just had it stored in the back of his head. Then they're doing this, you know, the, the, an album I think is slightly overrated, but like, it's considered by many to be a psychedelic masterpiece and he went oh oh i think i'll sneak that one in there and brilliant i love it 60 years ago today uh john lennon met sir paul of kintyre and uh the rest <laughs> is rock and roll history what was now i've got to get this right What was the song that Paul McCartney played on the guitar to John Lennon to impress him? Now, it's one of two. Oh. I, know, I know that George Harrison played us. Okay, I think I know the song that Paul McCartney played on the guitar to impress John Lennon. It wasn't um, your old shuffleboard man, your washboard man, was no, it? No, it was, well, no, it was, um, I think it was an Ellie Cochran song, 20 Flight Rock. And then George Harrison, to impress um, Lennon and McCartney, played Raunchy. Which is like an instrumental. I think. I think one of them, one of those songs, was played on the top deck of a double decker yeah. bus. To, imp to that was the audition to join the Beatles. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, someone who loves it. Not quite sure what it is he loves, but he loves it. It's Nigel. Oh, Nigel. Good morning. Good. Good. Good morning, Nigel. Good morning. Good morning. Good I'm, I'm pissed to see you. No. I'm pleased to see my, you. My cock is ready for you. <laughs> I'm on Genui. I don't uh, know. I don't. How do you I, like the heat? Is it too hot for you, Ian? It is. I don't. I don't actually know what the policeman does in. I don't know what the. What Speaks the, bad French. Um, I am pissed off with you. No, <laughs> I'd say I was just pissing by. Oh, I. Oh, okay, right. You okay. See? Yeah. Hello, 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 hello. Uh, goodbye, goodbye. Hello, hello. Goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> hello, Nigel. I've got, hang on, I've got something for you before we talk. If you're over the phone, it's something funny. Oh, is it a yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire impression? Hang on. Oh, here we go. Oh, he's taking a run-up. Wildflower season, what's up? What's up, Dead Um. Did you hear that? Yes, I'm going to say yes, just to move Are things you? along. You did Are hear you some not? of it. That, that was Noah Cyrus. Oh. I've got her on my camera, you know, the, off, the, off the laptop. Okay. It's a video. It's, a, it's when she talks to all her fans. You know, when they talk, they do a video talking to, mentioning all their fans. You know. Okay. 
So, Nigel, what have you called in for this evening? I just rang in to say, uh, just uh, talk about the hot weather as well. Okay. I mean, how, how are you enjoying the hot weather? I, well, I've been saying for the last three weeks, mm. we need a thunderstorm to clear the air. It's so, it's so humid and hot in, uh, even at night, it's isn't very, it? very, very close. Are you sleeping um, naked? I, no, I never sleep naked. I, I sleep in my cycle shorts. <laughs> Jesus, that's disgusting. Lycra. Oh, <laughs> God! Yeah, a bit of sick came up in my mouth. I had, a, I had a date today with my girlfriend in Maystone. We went to the park, sat in the park for a little while in the shade. Yes, and uh, she's the one that's forty forty-seven. Yes. I've been seeing her for about three weeks. You now. sat in the park and shaved. No, um, in the shade. In the shade. In I'm the so shade. sorry. It's not the. It's not the greatest. <laughs> well, that's lovely. She's a lovely girl. I've just, I made a video as well to take home and show Mum what she looks like. She looks like Kylie Minogue, oh. about the same as Kylie Minogue, really. Same, same sort of age. Do we get to see that video? Uh, I might put it on YouTube. But I've got to get her permission of before I get, put do. it on YouTube. Otherwise, she might yes. uh, have other boyfriends that might not. I mean, other friends that don't yes. like it. Or, 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 or um, when you put it on, we might mm. realise she doesn't exist. You know, no, these no, things. No, 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 no. Yeah. She goes. So, to uh, the hot weather is going <laughs> on and on till next week. They said. Oh blimey. Till about Tuesday. <laughs> 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 I cycled um, twenty miles in the heat today mm. in the nineties. I wish I was riding my scooter today, but mm. I didn't. I had to use the car. For I know. I could, do you know people are still riding motorbikes in shorts? Yes, uh, I saw that, and that's, that's very dangerous, because if you, if you, you could, come off... Yeah. If you if if you're if you're on your motorbike yeah. and then something happens and you come off mm. if you're in shorts well that can be very messy it can't take it? All the skin off you. Well, I, well I, I don't know about that, but I, if um, I, if I come off um, mm. my bike, I want to be wearing long trousers to avoid embarrassment. It's even dangerous on a push bike, really, isn't it? Just uh, um, I mean, uh, so many people riding in cy cycling shorts on on scooters and motorbikes, and, and no jacket either. If you come off at the top, well, no jacket required. Mm. But there ought to be a law against it, didn't I there? I really? don't. I, I don't like mm. people on bicycles or mm. scooters or motorbikes mm. with headphones on. No, no. I disapprove of that very strongly. Because. Um, they can't hear what's coming behind No, exactly. Them. And you have to make up your own immune... Because <laughs> <laughs> it could be, um... Mm, yes. Yeah. Got a bit of trouble. Mm. Um, anyway, so you heard that bit, did you? On the, yeah, on the, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say yes. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. I didn't, but I'm going to say yes. Oh, do you want me to do it again? No, 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 no. Anyway, um, last of the summer wine was, it used to be quite good, didn't it, last of the summer wine? OK, Nigel, it feels like you're struggling for conversation there, so we'll, um, we'll, uh, we'll move on. Let's go to, um, uh, let's go to Pete. Good evening, Pete. Hi, uh, yeah, I'll be with you in a minute. I'm still just thinking about Nigel's sweaty, sticky nightwear. Oy, he sleeps in his cycling shorts. <laughs> Not good for anyone. That no. is, that is a real surprise for me, and, um, I, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to get over that image. If you've no. been affected by any of the issues raised on today's show, then we'll be giving out a helpline number a little bit later it's on. It's 0344 <laughs> 499 1000. No, it's 0345 6060973. Anyway, Pete, what you got? Right, I have got a joke that I told to a celebrity oh. and it fell flat. Oh, wow. This, someone's actually called in about this. Fantastic. <laughs> no, thank you, Pete. I didn't think we'd get any. I think it's, it's such a delicious topic. Go on, then. Who was it and what happened? This is a moment that sta stayed with me ever since. It's one of those moments that I'll go to my grave, like, that I'll flash back to and go, oh, God, why'd I do that? Uh, it was it was Terry Pratchett. It was about 11 <laughs> or 12 years ago. Yep. Um, I, I'll be honest, I 
sort of read a few Terry Pratchett books, seen like the TV series, enjoyed yeah. them, never got round to reading the rest of them. Okay. Um, but my girlfriend at the time was a big Terry Pratchett fan, so I thought, I'll go and buy his book in uh, the bookshop, oh, you know, get it signed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was well a nice done. present. Yeah. But, so I got to the front of the queue, and, you know, he was in a joke video, he kind of, because, I mean, you've seen me, I, I'm a big guy, I've got glasses, a beard, I'm the stereotypical nerd. Okay, yes, alike. yes, yes, of course. And he, he kind of said, oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> you know, the, pre- the photographer's just gone, they were looking for one of your lot. Oh. And I was like, oh, ha, ha, yeah, Terry Pratchett calls me a nerd, that's, that's cool. Um, so I'll get the book signed, and there's that awkward moment as the book's being signed, you know, he's taking just a second too long, and I, I'd had this thing in my head, I thought, I'm going to say it, it's Uh-oh. funny. Uh-oh. I said to him, um, I've, I've been meaning to get around to, to reading your books, but uh, I've, I've got reader's block. I... Daggers. Absolute daggers. I, he looked like I'd crushed him. It was... Um, yeah. yeah. Well, let me give you a tip. When people jokingly say um, something that implies that the person you're speaking to is crap, as people do to me, and people say, oh, I, don't, yep. I, "I don't listen to your radio show. I think it's all. I think it's for idiots." And then, <laughs> yeah, it, there is, there is in, no. In my head, I hadn't even thought about it like that. No, I know. Yeah, until until he looked at me, I was just like, "Oh God, that's how that came across." There's no way back from this. Yeah, no, you're 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 kind of um, you're kind of screwed then. But um, well, I'm, I'm, uh, and, and did he sign the book? He did sign the book. Luckily, he'd already basically finished by the time I got the the line out, the killer line out. Oh dear. Uh, but Pete, thank you very much indeed. Can can I just say, guys? Um, Oh, I don't know how to say this, Kath, without sound- sounding arrogant. I'm just going to say it. Please, please, please don't email or text in to challenge me on my Beatles knowledge. Oh. Because y- you're going to end up worse for wear. I said that... Um, <clears throat> I said that um, when I'm 64... Released in 1967 on um, Sgt. Pepper, yeah. was uh, part of the early Beatles repertoire, in early 60s, 62-ish, when if they were playing and the instruments broke down at the cavern or in, may- maybe even as early as Hamburg, I'm not sure. Yeah. They would, they'd, he'd go and jam that. Like what happened with us with the rabbit hole, when, yeah, they, when the stu- stuff failed yes. and you sang uh, Beyonce's <sighs> Crazy in Love on a ukulele. Mark has emailed him, Mark from Arborfield. Oh dear. Correcting me. Incorrectly correcting me. Hello. When I'm 64 was written by Paul for his dad's 64th in 1966. Respect, Mark, in Arborfield. Um, I don't know how to say this, Mark, without sounding like an arrogant ass, but you are completely and utterly wrong. The song was at the very least three years old in 1966, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was four, maybe even five, but I'm going to say four years old. I'm saying that song was written in 1962, buddy. I am saying that song is 1962. Oh, I just happened to have that page open on Wikipedia. Let's see what Wikipedia says. Here we go. The song is sung by a young man to his lover and is about plans of growing older together with her. Although the theme is ageing, it was one of the first songs oh. McCartney wrote when he was 16. Oh. Right, can we find out what year Paul McCartney was born, please? Yes. 
It was in the Beatles set list in their early days as a song to perform when their amplifiers broke down. All we need to do is find the year that Paul McCartney was born. Well, 1942. Add add 16 to that. Hey, that's 1958. Oh, burn! Feel that burn, Mark. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. This has got legs and it's running. Mel has tweeted me, I made a joke to Ron Howard asking if the sequel to Apollo 13 would be called Apollo 14. <laughs> he rolled his eyes. Oh, oh. Ron Howard. Uh, 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to. Cleo. Hello, dude, I've got a... a it's going... Uh, yes, what? Hello? Jokey thing. What? what? Hello? Hello? Yes, I think we're here. Good. I've got a celebrity jokey thing. I, have you... Now, listen, well. uh, have you have you, fa- have you fallen into yourself? No, what's wrong? It's very oh, muffle. You're very, very muffle. Do you know what? I'll ring you back. I'll adjust something. Okay. Oh. What's he going to adjust? Himself. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh dear! Yeah. No, 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 no. There's no. Uh, there's no need for that. I think I missed Flying Ant Day. I think it was yesterday. Was it? Yeah, I think it was yesterday because my house this morning is full of flying ants. So it must have been yesterday. And it's in um um. Where's the mirror? Uh, they they were struggling. I always thought it was later in the year. But they were struggling with it in um, in Wimbledon. You, that, what they've done here? I mean, geez, guys. Have they used hashtag flants? No, they've used you, 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 mm? you, Pardon? you, yep. and be serious. Oh. Tennis star Joe Wilfred Songa feels the buzz at Wimbledon as swarms of flying ants buggered him. Bugged him. Bugged oh him. Oh, my bugged goodness. Him. <laughs> bugged him. They bugged him. That would be a story, wouldn't it? Just wowzers. And fellow players on day three. <laughs> Sam Query dropped a set as the insects played his court 18 battle. The, the American tried to swap them away before raising the issue with the umpire like a big crying baby. They need those tennis rackets that what you can also, they buzz. You can electrify them. Yeah, that's what they need. But the number 24 seed said, he kind of laughed. He kind of shrugged it off. I almost wanted to stop because they were hitting you when you were trying to hit balls. We know how to play tennis. You wouldn't have got McEnroe, Connors or Bjorg. Or Navratilova, or Gene King, or any of the other famous. Cash. You wouldn't have got um, Cash complaining. Um, you probably got Cash doing a country and western song about it. They wouldn't have complained about flying out, Dave. Do you think Tim would have? Yeah. Oh yes. yeah. Tim would have. Tim would have. Tim. Centre Court was also attacked, but not by ants, by ISIS. What? No, I was joking. If only ISIS could find a way to put tiny explosives on the flying ants, then, man alive, that would be, um... No, it wouldn't be... Here's the thing, right? Because the the explosives will be so tiny 
that it wouldn't be massive damage, but it'd be more irritating. If they just did that one day a year, and one day a year it was flying ants stroke ISIS day, you go, oh, oh, back there. They get the message across, we'd still have the bad guy to hate, but it would be, you know. And also, it would keep them occupied, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it just? You try. Take them ages. Centre Court was also attacked, forcing umpire Kadir Noni to pick the ants from his beard. Oh, jeez. Brits. Al Jazbadeni and Joe <clears throat> Conta also moaned as hashtag Flying Ant Day trended on Twitter. Well, at least it's done, guys. It's done. Um, Glenn is on the line. Good evening, Glenn. Good evening. How are you? Oh, Glenn. Can I just say, Cleo, all the other callers that call in from muffled phone lines, this is the perfect phone quality. This is what we want. There's, there's a little bit of background noise now. I've said that, but oh, now, <laughs> now it's rising. But oh, the voice is spot on, Glenn. The voice is spot on. Thank you, thank you. What have you got I for us, Glenn? I do apologise if it gets a bit noisy. Right, um, okay. I, I'm, I'm living in the past at the moment. I'm catching up on podcasts. Yes. What? What's why were you let down by Fringe? Um, okay, just indulge me for three minutes. We're going to have a geek off. There was how many series were there? Six series, I think. Right. So the yeah, last it went to the weird kind of yeah yeah yeah. Hang on, and... hang on. Spoiler alert: the last twenty minutes of series five were rubbish. Right, where she died. She died, and she should have stayed dead. Instead, he re- he goes. Oh yeah, no, I remember. I can bring her back to life. Uh, okay, oh, mate. Yeah. All right, so so that happened, and all right, fine. Okay. Well, it should have ended then, and that would have been a disappointing ending. But then they they tagged on an entire series that had absolutely nothing to do with the first series, changed yeah. what those watchers were and that what their purpose was, and then pretty much again the last twenty minutes of that it wasn't quite, but it might as well have been just a dream. And now I've made you realise that Fringe is rubbish. Um. Oh. Thanks very much, Glenn. I hate to destroy a man's dreams. I heard it. Him, the realisation. He got it. There, yeah. He got it. Yeah. The last, the last series is, is like a cracking little series on its own. They jump forward in time, or they get frozen and they go forward in time, and there's bad guys destroying the world and stuff. Then they do something, but then they go back in time to the point they jump forward in time, and it never actually happened because they've gone back in time. So it, it might as well have been a dream. Awful. Absolutely awful. How dare they? Oh, um, uh, um, uh, Mark is, uh, oh, Mark, Mark is arguing with me. Mark, you're wrong, but thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, no, please, don't challenge me on Beatles knowledge. Don't challenge me on Beatles knowledge or Beach Boys knowledge or indeed Monkey's knowledge. I know all. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I believe we're trying to, um, find out exactly what happened. Cleo, Cleo is back. Good evening, Cleo. Good evening, Cleo. Hello. Does that sound better? Well, now there's an echo on the line. Are you, are, are you joking? Or is it still, are you actually joking? I, I am not actually joking. There's the echo oh. there. 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 Yeah, I can't hear it. Yo, echo. You, echo. Echo. Well, well, better than before. I tell you what, right? I tell you what, right? Yes. 
I'm going to get rid of you for a second, right? And uh, this is dangerous territory, because uh, what I was about to say was, I'm just going to let you speak and we won't say anything, but it's Cleo. We have, and we finish at one o'clock. Yeah. Um, so that could be, that could be dangerous. And we haven't got a fader. I haven't got a fader. So, um, um, I'm, all right, but well, let's just see where we go with this. Cleo, I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to let you talk, but when we get bored, I'm going to cut you off. Okay. Well, first... So, oh, three, um, that was me. That was me. Let's give him another crack of the whip. That was me. That was, I was doing a, I was doing a funny there, Cleo, and over to you. Brilliant. Anyhow. Um, have we got somewhere sort of for tomorrow? Yes. Oh, the echo, oh, the echo's gone. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, yes, we have. Yes. Marvellous. Kind of go over them. Um, well. Well, I've got a story that sort of borders on the Wolf Harris territory as well. Um, um, I used to work for GNER selling train tickets. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I was reading a book on Freud between calls. It was dead knee calls. Anybody ringing in. And I was reading the book, waiting for a call to come through. Someone came through. And he had this, like, miserable, droney voice. Yes. Yes. And he was going, I'm going to go from uh, King's Cross to Edinburgh on Friday. And I was like, oh, he sounds jolly in my head, thinking this. Hang on a second. Well, I'm yeah. going to stop you there. Stop Catherine is yeah. mouthing something to me. One, the echo's back. Two, you've told us this story before. I haven't. It's a different story. So you've got two stories about Clement Freud buying train tickets. Oh, I told you about Clement Freud. Thank you very much for calling, Cleo. It's appreciated. Don't try recycling stories on me. Listen, I'm the only one that can recycle material, and I do it every three months, and that is absolutely fine. Uh, yeah, but Cleo, we'll see. Uh, is Cleo coming on Sunday to the show on Sunday? I'm going to see better do. Ask Cleo. Oh, you can't. You've got him on. off. Uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Well, okay, here's, here's how our week is planning. Tomorrow I have to get up really early and drive to Catherine's house, uh, uh, put her in the boot of the car. No! And then <laughs> drive all the way to Newcastle. It's five hours from my house! It's a five-hour drive. We were going to get the train. It's too expensive. Can I use camera two here? So I've got five hours of not being allowed to speak. No, you haven't. You've got four hours because it's an hour from mine to yours and then you've got the shorter journey and I'm doing all the work. So we're going up to Newcastle. We're going to go to Newcastle. We're going to see some bonny lasses with no, no clothes on in their pants. Going to be walking around in their pants and knickers like a nightclub. Because oh. it's, so, it's so cold up there. Bonny lassie don't need no clothes on. Hard as near as the lassies. Oh, the Newcastle bunny had lassies. Camera two. He's doing it again. Just ignore him. Nod and smile. They'll stop. And so, um, so tomorrow evening we'll be broadcasting live from Newcastle, um, at, from a bloke called Simon's house. Could yeah. Be a, could be a pervert, could be a murderer, or we might be unlucky and he might just be a normal bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Then on Sunday, we are performing at the 300-seat venue, The Stand Comedy Club, at 5pm. Um, and if you're thinking, oh no, we've left it too late to buy tickets. Well, we've sold 36, and yeah, you heard me right, the venue holds 300. Okay, so that, you do the math, but that is a lot of seat available. They're just £10 each. Shows at five o'clock, finishes at seven. We'll stick around for 40 minutes afterwards. We are leaving at 7.40 because it's a five-hour drive back home for me. And then uh, at nine in the morning, I have to take my youngest to the dentist to have a tooth removed. So I'm going to get it's another night where I get three hours sleep. Thanks very much, guys. I've got a good idea about what we do about all those seats because it seems a shame to me to have 300 seats and only 36 mm. bottoms. Mm. I think we do like the Mad Hatter and every now and again we make everyone shuffle up. We could do that, yes. We could do that. Let's do it. Uh, we could do that. 
Um, so that is happening. And, ah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, let me give you the details. So we'll be recording the rabbit hole between five and seven on Sunday afternoon. Okay. And if you can't come, that's a shame. We're, we're going to have fun and we're going to enjoy ourselves. Uh, but you'll be able to watch it on Periscope. If you go to periscope.com forward slash Ian Lee, you'll be able to watch it. Here's where it gets really interesting. You'll be able to take part in the show, even if you're not there. We can have a break. When we come back, I'm going to give you um, a new phone number that you can call now if you want and leave a message, or you can call on Sunday between 5 and 7 and be part of the live rabbit hole show. Okay, so go and get a pen and paper, and we will be back with you shortly. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, and her, Catherine Boyle, on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk... So, if you want to take part in the show on Sunday, you can do it by either leaving a pre-recorded message or uh, you can phone us live. It'll be about ten past five. We'll, we'll, we'll start. When you, when you see it's online, you, you, and if we don't answer it, keep trying. We will get to you eventually, OK? First time we've done it at this time of day. So, I hope people phone. Uh, you, there's two ways you can get in touch. You can Skype, and the Skype you need is Hey Rabbit Hole Show. Hey rabbit hole show if you've got your computer up now go and log in and and, and send us a, a, a i don't know if it's a friend request or whatever contact request um and i'll accept it the weekend i'll be going on there saturday because i need to take the messages off um and that way you'll see when we're when we're online and when we're recording hey rabbit hole show or and here's the phone number guys and it's a local oh, it's a local number 0203 Seven oh. It's not premium rate. It's just you know phoning up like a normal number. O two o three, two eight six six three seven o. And um, you can give us a call now and leave a message, um, or you can give us a call on Sunday between about ten past five and seven o'clock. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I would. You can call them about anything. One suggestion I make: we like to try and keep the radio show separate from the rabbit hole show so um the, the hip 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 and all of that stuff and it's great that we've all embraced those things what kind of cake um if you leave a message or you find out that bit will probably get cut out just to save you a little bit of time those things tend to get cut out so um so that's happening on sunday up in newcastle united newcastle, newcastle. I've never been to Newcastle. Um, I uh, did um, handbrake turns in Jimmy Nail's car with my dad. Well, my dad did handbrake turns in Jimmy Nail's car while I cacked my pants. Your dad's so wise. He was mates with Jimmy. He wasn't mates. He worked on a show with him, and, and he was sort of mates. Friendly. Jimmy, friendly. And, and Jim, here's the thing, though. Jimmy Nail was famously not friendly with a lot of people. Uh, and he was a miserable, I'll be honest, he was a miserable git, and almost everyone that worked on that show was Spender. Uh, but he got on really well with my dad, to the point where me and my dad got invited into his Winnebago one day, um, just while he was eating, to talk about the show and stuff. Oh. All right, Malcolm, what are you going to do? And then he was telling me, um, he was telling my dad and me, and I was like 17, and like, you know, I was, it was, I was weird around my dad and I was a bit quiet so I was just stood there like an awkward 17 year old and he's going well you know I went to uh, see a concert with my, my mate Eric and George who were playing at the weekend and he was talking about going to see Eric and George it was Eric Clapton and George Harrison doing a warm up gig in um, like a sort of uh, trading estate, a private gig for about 100 people because George Harrison was about to go off and play in Japan Oh, and, it was, and he'd been to see he'd been to see that 
can't believe where is Jimmy now allowed? Because I know he, he was di- he was a difficult bugger to work with, and I've seen that firsthand. But I liked Jimmy now. I liked him. I thought I didn't like crocodile shoes. I like she's lying, but I liked him. I thought he I thought he was good. I thought Spender, you know, for the time was all right. It was the first one, really, of those kind of cop shows where there were issues going on and stuff. And I thought he was a good... Where is Jimmy Nail these days? I don't know. I tried to find him, didn't I, a couple of months ago. I like, I like Jimmy Nail. Let's get Jimmy Nail. I on, find it more rewarding. I've got quite a lot of grumpy friends yeah. that no one else likes. And I... Sorry? And um, I find it more rewarding to win that sort of person over. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like Jimmy Nail. I think he's a good actor. I'd like to... I'd like to, I'd like to um, go to see a Jimmy Nail movie. The Jimmy Nail movie. Oh, Jimmy oh I thought you meant like Evita. No, Jimmy Nail's got a new movie out, has he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a rom-com. Oh, let's go and see oh, that. Oh, no, that could never have happened, could it, really? Yeah, of course it could. Um, Simon. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? You're coming to my house tomorrow night. Hey! hey! Please don't be a killer. Please don't be a killer. I won't be. I'm only a little bit of a pervert. That's oh, fine. We're, we're all a little bit of a pervert, aren't we? <laughs> I just wanted to correct you. It's actually in Northumberland, not Newcastle. Hang on a minute. He's in Morpeth. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Yeah. How far away is that from Newcastle? Uh, about, about 15 minutes. Okay, fine. Because I'm, I'm driving for five hours, guys. I'm actually dri- I'm just driving up from London myself now. Oh, well, well, hang on a minute. You could have waited till tomorrow and given uh, us a lift. <laughs> you could have given us a backy. Bit out of his way uh, on the way back, though, I've isn't got it? A, I've got a big van as well. You could have just, you know, you could have sat in there, had yeah. the you know, studio set up, whatever. No, um, no, this guy. This guy's but no, a I'm, Yes. I'm looking forward to uh, to having you around tomorrow. We'll do you do you drink evening. booze? Should we bring a bottle of wine? Um, I'm not I'm not a massive drinker to be honest. I mean, I might have a I might have a little glass or something. Is is Kath going to be drinking? I know you won't be, but is Kath going to oh, have you a can't, drink? You can't. You try. You try and stop her, Simon. I don't generally yeah. when I'm working, but if it's to make you feel no. better, I'm willing to take one for the team. There we go. You well, see. you know, well, if, if you're going to have a glass of prosecco, I might. Yeah. We'll, there we go. His name is Paul. There we go. We'll bring that. And we'll bring Ian, some. Ian, you, you can be on the diet cokes or all the normal cokes. I don't know what you go for. I'm on the chocolate um, cokes. <laughs> The chocolate, oh yes. I might let you have a little look at my secret stash if you're lucky. Bring, bring some, bring some chocolate, Cole. That would be awesome. I might, do, I might do. I might, I might uh, have it uh, under the. What do we put that face for? <laughs> you won't, because you won't share it. No, I won't share it with anyone. But I might have it a. Sounds s- a bit- I actually um, looked at, after you sort of, you know, yeah. were talking about it in, uh, when you went to America, I looked on the internet. Is it an actual yeah. branded thing? Because I couldn't find it. It is. Uh, anywhere. It is. Do you, do you well, remember this- when we went to the cinema? Yeah. Right? There was a um, Coke machine. Yeah. Did you see there was all different right. flavours yeah, of Coke yeah. there? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanilla. And here's the thing. Different fruits. I've tried to Google it in this country, right? You can't find yeah. You cannot find it online anywhere. This is absolutely true. Which means I, I am quids in. And I'm holding off releasing my stash, although the stash is getting smaller by the day. I'm down to about <laughs> nine crates now. And a bit flat. Well, no, it's not flat. It's in a... Well, are, you, are you going to do me a good price? No, no, I'm, I am holding out until the market is uh, is most desperate, <laughs> and then I'm going to um, release it onto the market. And you watch, you watch it. But I'm going to be a m- this time next year. I'm going to be a chocolate coke millionaire. Trust me, trust me. Excellent. Well, someone's got to be Simon. We will see. You have definitely got internet. Yeah, yeah. You can plug in. I uh, confirmed that with Cass. Have you got an Xbox? I've got a PlayStation Four, buddy. I will, we, we will be there early with bells on. Yeah, yeah I, uh, that's, cur- that's currently plugged in, but I can take that out, that's no problem. No, no, we want to come and play that, Simon. Thank you very much. We look forward to Thank meeting you, you tomorrow. tomorrow. What a nice man. 
I've just found a recipe for making your own chocolate No, coke. I don't. That's, you, yeah, you, you make your own, guys. You make your own. I've got the, I've got the professional stuff. I have got... I don't think you even let me have a go on that when we were in America. You did. I let you have a little, little tug oh, on d- it. Mm. Um, 0344 is the, uh, telephone. There's a picture of, um, Mel B in a rubber dress. Good for her. Let's have a look. Yeah. Yo, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. More talc. <laughs> More talc. Those things are so wetty. Um, oh, let's take a break. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, disappointingly, someone seems to have stolen... Where is that? Hang on a second. Oh, no, there it is. George, you're a fanny. There we go. I found it. That's what I was looking for. That's what I was looking for. There's a new craze that's sweeping the nation. And the sun, the sun's been weird at the moment, right? Because they're trying to make it sound like it's dangerous. And this sounds like the most fun you could have with your kids. Right? Even more fun than taking the pictures of them. Describe the watermelon thing. The watermelon? <laughs> Describe the watermelon thing. <laughs> I've carried a watermelon. It's very, very late. I can't speak. Okay. Describe the watermelon. So thing you get you, just me. you get a chunk of watermelon. Yes. You nibble or cut it if you're that bothered. But really, I mean, that's taking too much effort over yes. it. Yes. Into the shape of a dress or maybe shorts. Yes. And then you hold it up in front of someone, usually a child. It's more fun. Yeah. And using perspective, you make it look like they're <laughs> using wearing... Using perspective. Sorry, is that, is that too scientific? Gee. You make George, it look... you're a fanny. You yes. make it look as if they're wearing a watermelon dress or stroke outfit. There we go. It's a lot of fun. Google it. This is, but this... Spell it watermelon, otherwise you'll get all This sorts. is more fun. Lava louts. Oh. It's about um, the volcano juice. Parents... Volcano sla- water. Sorry, what did you say? You called it volcano water. Parents slam dangerous floor is YouTube craze. This sounds brilliant. Oh. Kids are risking their lives by running into the path of cars as part of YouTube craze, the floor is lava. Youngsters are hooked, but experts fear they could get seriously hurt or worse. That means dead. It sees children shout, I love this, the f- I'm playing this with the boys tomorrow. I'm not because I'm driving, but the floor is lava, giving their friends just five seconds to get off the ground on which they're standing as they pretend it is red hot. Yeah. Some have been darting into busy roads, leaping onto high window ledges, and even jumping on the bonnets of cars without thinking. No. Now charities, or as I like to call them, squares are warning parents to make sure their children find a safe place to play away from the roads. The game features in countless videos uploaded to YouTube. We'll have a look at YouTube in a second. Teenagers can be seen... Guys, they could be out there smoking crack or stabbing each other. Then playing a game called The Floor is Lava. Really, I mean, really. Also, if you're running into the road, you're still on the floor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're playing it wrong. Don't do that. One lad was filmed leaping onto a metal rack at a hardware store. Another girl um, desperately jumped on the sill of a high open window. Well, that's just stupid. Mum, Susan Davies, was horrified when her 12-year-old daughter cried out, The floor is lava, sending her brother, 10, 
scurrying into the road. Well, that's just you brought your kids up wrong. Susan, 37, from Woking, Surrey, said, He was so panicked about getting off pavement, he didn't even think. Thankfully, there were no cars coming, otherwise I'd have to think what could have happened. Well, maybe he saw there were no cars coming, and that's why he did it. Charities, or squares, say the game is a great antidote to hours in front of a screen. Oh, hang on, charities are on the side of it now. Or are they? Hang on a minute. But Nathan Davies, any relation to Susan Davies, the mum we've just heard from, of the Royal Society for the Prevention of Accidents. That is not real. RSPA. Rospa. That's Rospa. We've spoken to them. I never I never broke it down. There, there's a Royal Society for the Prevention of Accidents. Yes, yeah, don't go out. <laughs> what about if um what about if my boys wet themselves? It's an accident. Rospa's failed. Added Parents should encourage children to play similar games in a suitable area, like a playground with safe climbing structures for safe play. Road safety groups also urge drivers to take extra care in areas where children might be... Pl- right, hang on a second. Let's let's see so we can find some videos of some kids. This sounds like a great game. Um, the floor is lava. Okay, let's see what comes up. Um, um, okay, I, I, this may be sweary, so I'm going to... Johanna. Uh, yeah. The floor's Portrait. lava. Hang on. No! <laughs> right? <laughs> she jumped in a bin. <laughs> oh? She's fallen in the bin. Yeah, Kevin. The floor is lava. <laughs> Five. Four. He's climbing up. Three. He's in a supermarket. He's jumped. <laughs> That's rubbish. Johanna, the floor is lava. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like, it just looks like fun. There's someone in the carpet shop, hang on. Hey, there's a colour called, the floor is lava. Oh, Johanna. (laughs) What's he going to do? I mean, he's jumped between the rolls and carpet and went straight through. It's just fun. That looks it's fun had, to it's me. It's had nearly three million views. That it's just a bit of stupid fun. I know what we're come doing this on. weekend. Come on, what? Up me and you? Yeah. We'll do that Sunday. We'll play it on Sunday. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, this is—it's just a bit of stupid fun. The floor is lava. I like that. Love some of that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, um, we'll do a recap after 12 of the things um, that we're talking about and the bits and pieces that we've got. But you know the rules, guys, of course. You can call in about absolutely anything you want. Now is about the time where the phone calls dry up a little bit and then after 12 they tend to pick up again a little bit, which is fine. But I know what it's like, though. It, it is. Nigel was right. It is very, very humid. It's mm. very close. It's, it's Especially if you're wearing Lycra. Oh, jeez. Can you imagine? Oh, I can. G- uh, well, that, that's the problem. I can. Um, but it is... Um, imagine being in bed now. It's so hot and unpleasant. I got home last night, and um, I had to be up... With, I had to get up about seven to take the kids to school. And whenever I've got to be up at seven, I don't take my, my um, the pill I normally take, because it will just knock me out for the... for until 10 or 11 and i just won't get up so i don't take that pill so then i can't sleep 
So I'm awake till about half three. And um, it was just so hot. And I, I was having the weirdest, I'm having the weirdest dreams at the moment. And then I got up, woke up about six. So I had, oh God, I had two and a half hours sleep. Stayed in bed for a bit, did a little bit of work on the computer, got the boys up. They were hilarious. They did not want to wake up. It was the funniest thing. Really? Can they have a word of my daughters because oh, they don't want to go to sleep? They couldn't get up. It was hilarious. Then I took them to school. And I had to be in town today for two. So I thought, well, I can go home. I can get two and a half hours in bed. So I went, I went to bed and I was having the weirdest dreams. I was dreaming about... Now, this won't mean much to most of you. I was dreaming about Kim Fowley. Kim Fowley, of all people. But then I was dreaming about the Queen. And uh, the Queen was in a carriage. And she was doing the... the what's that? She's beckoning you with yeah, a with, finger. with a finger. She was doing that. And I stood up. I was outside. And so I stood up and saluted her. Oh, of course you did. I, sal- I saluted the Queen. Cause she, and she was doing the beckoning finger. But I didn't follow it. And then I thought the Queen was dead. Oh. Right. And I just wonder... Just watch this space. Watch this space. I think I've had a prediction. Well, she will eventually. Despite us singing. No, I... I God save her. Well, maybe if, if, if we keep on singing God save her, he will. You know, a hundred years from now, she's still going. She's still going strong. Um, she really is... Um, um, a spoiled oh. millionaire who has access to the best medical care in the world. That's how come she's still going. But God bless her. That's, here's the thing. You, you hear um, that 25% of care homes um, suck, basically. Or like really, really bad mm-hmm. and just awful places you don't want to go to. And the managers don't know the names of people and they ration the... Um, the kind of under, you know, the, the pads that the other people wear. But the Queen has, the Queen will be going forever because, you know, people say, oh, Prince Philip, he's 96 and he keeps going because he's got the best medical care in the world. And loads of help to stay at home. Yes, of course. And also, you know, he was in hospital recently. Do you know what they do to him in hospital? They give him um, a, a full blood transfusion of six year old children. That's they take the blood out of six-year-old children. He used to suck it out of their necks, but they've stopped doing that now. But they just siphon the blood out of six-year-old children and leave husks outside the back of a hospital. Oh, I've seen those. Is that what that's about? And they put that blood in his system, and he has that refreshed every three months. And that is how Prince Philip is allowed to um, walk this earth. Mm. Free and easy. Free and indeed easy. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, I'm kind of slowing down going through the newspaper stories because th- there isn't really a lot in there. There's a lot. I tell you what, there is. Right? There's a lot of um, women. In, here's the fashion. It would appear if you believe the photographs you see in. Uh, the sun and the mirror and the star. Right. It's the, the fashion is women wearing swimsuits that go right up you the bum crack. Exactly. And right I, up there. That's always, that's unhygienic. That's always been a problem for me because I've got a very long body and short legs. Right. <laughs> so weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Not, Trust me, I've tried. I'm not a weeble, but uh, but you wobble. And you don't fall down unless you've had a few beers. <laughs> then I can't stand up. <laughs> but yes, crack. Is a problem. Yeah. 
if you've got a long body because a lot, I think especially in these days of um, people cutting corners when it comes to um, yep. cloth and that well yes um, in literally touching cloth bodies are back do you yes. know that sorry the, the body is back I don't know what El, El McPherson no the body suit I don't know what that means well basically like uh, baby grofer ladies oh I like them are they play suits jumpsuits no jumpsuits are play suits are the shorts shorts yeah I like them oh I, why can't you get those for guys? You can. When are dungas coming back? I want to wear dungarees. Do it, but you'll look like... A knob? Yeah. No, I, I like dungarees. Or a decorator. I like dungarees. Mm. I wish they'd come back, because they look like a... Fun... i tell you what I'd like to wear. I tell Do you, you know a dungaree story? Yeah. When I was pregnant, I bought myself a pair of dungarees, because I thought a bit Felicity Kendall quite cute. Great. Actually, I'd probably look like an um, egg cup. Great story. No, wait. I tweeted about it. Yes. I got a lot of dungaree perverts. Oh, God, it's yeah. It's very, it's a niche thing. Yeah, I bet. i tell you what I'd like to wear, and the only person I can think of who can pull it off is Pete Townsend. <laughs> the boiler suit. Right. The boy, And he wore, from about 1968 to about 1972, he wore white boiler suits on stage, and he looked good. He looked good. I found out later on he had knee pads on, so he could do those skins. That was yeah, a bit yeah, disappointing. Not stupid. But um, the boiler suit, I might... I, I did have a boiler suit a couple of years ago, about five years ago, that was, was based on the Lost. Okay. Uh, on Lost, they all wore boiler suits. I had one of those made up. Um, but I think I could... And I used to wear one when I was at B-Jams. I used to wear a blue one that was like a... Overalls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might do that. I, I tell you what I like. The boiler suit. And also, and I nearly bought one of these when I was at Three Counties, and I never got round to it, and I'm, I will get one, because the shop's closing near me that sells them. The the brown caretaker jackets, you know, oh, yeah. the long jacket. I like them. Yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah. good. For sweeping stages. Yeah, yeah, mm. I like them a lot. Okay. I think well, they're good. It's good to have dreams. <laughs> what's, the, what's the dream? I just want to... Well, you've got ambitions. You've got sartorial ambitions. I might get a boiler suit. I'd look good in a boiler well, suit. I need to lose a bit of weight. You've got to be slim. You've got to be slim to, to, to awesome. carry it off. Can I give you a note of caution? Please do, mate. As someone... I love a jumpsuit, mate. Yes. I love a jumpsuit. I've got a number of play suits, too, but I wouldn't wear them to work. No. Don't need any encouragement, do they? <whistles> so, the difficulty is with a jumpsuit. Those sports boys would be... It would be yeah, like um, would be more an army of snails out there when you looked at oh, the carpet. Oh, stop it! It would be, though. When you go to the toilet, you have to strip right down. Hey. Do you want to do that work? Because well, I make it a rule try, to try not to. I've taken before the show. Shall I share this? Yeah, I'll share this. Before the show, going off and having a full-on what constitutional okay. in the toilets, and I use it as a real time to get centred. To but you don't take all your clothes off. No, but I have a dump before the show, and I'll, I'll use it to get centred to cleanse my. I'm thinking of having one of those things where you swallow a cheesecloth. Cheesecloth. Oh, what? A cheesecloth. Mm. And you swallow it. It's, it's, it's a, an Indian, it's a tantric thing, not sex. Yogic, a Vedic thing. It's a Vedic. You swallow a cheesecloth and then you, you pass it out through your um, bum hole. And it, it, it's, like a fl- it's like flossing your body and you pull it out. It's a thing. Just eat muesli. I no. Mean, it's a lot of fuss. I'm tempted to do that. Don't. I'd love to. Don't, because I, ex- I can hear what you're going to say to me. Carve. Put Carth. this on eBay for me. Carth, I swallowed this loofah about three days ago. It's still not no. come out. I, I've been fascinated by um, uh, uh, enemas 
Since I read a thing in Sleeping in, with the enemy. in the Guardian, don't don't make jokes about it, please. Since I read a thing in like, the Guardian or the Observer magazine about someone who went and had it done, and a marble came out that had what? been lodged in their colon. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. And and ever since then, I have been fascinated. I was asked to go and do a show like that um, for TV, and I said, do you know what? Yeah, and in the end, Richard Blackwood did it. And I thought, yeah, oh. do you know what? I'm all right. I was listening to much. Keith and the Girl last week. Oh, yeah. And they were talking about enemas and how yeah. they... Public self- enema number one. Self-administer. Oh. Yeah, well, you can get um, the equipment. Um, well, maybe it's something we'll do on the show. I don't know. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number, dear listener. It's another hour of this absolute rubbish that we are trotting out. If you want to be part of it, now would be an excellent time to give us a call as the switchboard, dear listener, is empty. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, and her Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Getting paid for this rubbish. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Do give us a call, uh, Ray. You'll be up next, and it could be you, dear listener. My name's Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. You'll never know how much I really love you. You'll never know how much I really care Listen Do you want to know a secret? Do you promise not to tell? Whoa, whoa, closer Let me whisper in your ear Say the words you long to hear I'm in love with you My voice is absolutely knackered from the first 30 minutes of the show. Missed it? Oh! Well, we won't be doing that again in a hurry, let me tell you. Uh, but my voice is gone. I shall be resting it on the journey up to Newcastle tomorrow. Oh, three. Four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. Good evening, Ray. Good evening. Good evening, Ray. What have you got for us this evening, sir? Well, you've got a choice. Oh. Um, I bet this doesn't happen often. You can either... Uh, let me talk about being accused of being a sexist today by my daughter. Oh, yes, yes, okay. Or uh, an old story of me being cheeky to a celebrity. I'm going to toss for it. Hang on. Heads 
we hear about you being a sexist. Tails, we hear about you being cheeky to a celebrity. Catherine, you're going to be the judge on this. Right, so head, it's to sexist. Tails, it's a celebrity. Toss the coin. It's heads. Let's hear about you being a sexist. Well, I was at that place today that you weren't going to mention with my daughter, uh, Wimbledon. Wimbledon, the tennis. Oh, yeah. And, and I just happened to mention uh, to her that I didn't think women should get paid the same as the men. Oh, girls. Oh, dear. Be- because they don't play as much tennis. Oh, do they? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Ray, I don't want to get involved in this. I'm going to let you and Kath talk that have this conversation. Go on, okay. Ray. L- lay it out. Well, no, it's true. Right, OK, so um, if you... Say, for example, the ladies' champion and the men's champion. Women's, yeah. W- women's champion. Um, they'll be... If the, women, the women's champion, if they go right the way through the tournament without dropping a set, mm-hmm. they'll play a total of 14 sets. OK. Whereas if the men goes through to the final and wins without dropping a set, they play 21. Are the women allowed to play longer? Well, or is that the are, rule, that they have to play no, women, a shorter set? Yeah. Yeah, the women can only play a maximum of three sets. Okay, so is it their fault then that they're not working, in your words, as, as hard as the men? It's not that, well, I don't, it might be. I don't, I don't know what, what the answer is. Why don't they play best of five sets? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Smash the system. Don't blame, don't, don't blame the players. Blame the game, my friend. <laughs> well, yeah, that's my daughter said. Yeah, yeah. Right, fair enough. She's right. You brought her up right. Sadly, you missed out yourself. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll take that on the chin. Thanks for calling, Ray. The thing is, if he'd stood by his, his guns, I would have respected him more. Uh, but he buckled so well, easily. Well, the lady tennis players should stick by their guns. You know what I'm talking about, guys? Yeah, Hoo-ha! Um, they should. They should carry on playing when when it when the game is finished by the standards that are set. Yeah. They should go, no, 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 we've, we've still got a bit more to go, guys. You don't you, mind? You don't mind, we've got a little bit more to go. It's, it's weird that they don't play as long. It seems a very old-fashioned thing. the women are not built the way that women tennis oh. players were back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they would have the stamina to I be think able they to would now, it. yes. Oh, I could, uh, yeah, oh, you know, I think they would, but even... It's not like they're, tri- you know, the Edwardian times, they were wearing long skirts. Yes, uh, yes. No, I know, I, 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 I do think they would, they would, would be able to do it, um, with relative ease. I would also love to see one of the Williams sisters playing a man. I'd love to see one of the Williams sisters, the one that's good now, playing the Scottishman. And, Andy. uh, I'd love to, love to see them, um, I'd love to see them, I'd love to see her bashing his balls. Oh. Hard. I'd love to, see, I'd love to see them at it hard. A good, hard, sustained volley. Oh, don't be so vulgar, I'm talking about tennis! I hate it, I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Boring, boring, boring. Everyone says, so, so, so do, you, do you like football then, eh? No? Oh, right, well, what's your sport? Um, none, because they're rubbish. Sometimes I go, well, I used I used to like athletics, because I, I can watch athletics. Yeah, because it's quick, isn't it? It's, it's, I, like the, I like the 400 metre dash, and um, I like, I, I mean, you've got to be, if you don't like the pole vault, there's something wrong with you, because that's mm. brilliant. I'm, I'm I quite like the gymnastics where they do that thing where they're, um... um Parallel bars? No, the one where they're... 
not you got to have to say words. The bars, the, the bar, parallel bars. Yeah, when they're swinging off the goalposts, that one. Yeah, the parallel bars. Is that not the ones that are down at the sides? No, no, no. The parallel bars are the ones where there's one up in the air and then there's one not quite okay. so high, isn't it? Yeah, go on. I think that's that. I like that. I like. I, I like that. I also like... Simply, I like anything where you might bang yourself. I, and I like it simply because I do not understand it. I, I never understood it as a kid. Couldn't do it. The hop, skip and jump. The triple jump. Well, when I was hop. at school, they wouldn't let girls do it. Because of your um, vaginas. That, yeah. yeah. So it's... A, it's so it's, it, it, it's, There's so much... So much... Who invented that? There is so Same much thinking... Invented butterfly. There is so much thinking going into a jump. So you've got... First of all, you've got to back count it, so you land up on the thing. So then you've got the first thing has to be a hop, so with the right leg onto the right leg, hop, skip. So then that's, you go onto the left leg, and then a jump, you've got to land on both feet. Oh, flipping hell is that about? Overly complicated, right? Very. Butterfly. Yep. M- why? I don't, I don't. I mean, it's just swimming's, silly. Swimming's boring. It's silly. I like the, I like the diving when, um, it's two young men in very, very tight shorts, mm-hmm. um, coming off together. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. But no, what's your, what's your sport then? I don't... Why should I have one? Oh, you've got sport. No. Why Why should I have a sport? Sport's rubbish. Sport's for knobs. I grew up in a house where I was forced to... We had one telly and there yeah. was always sport on if my dad was in. Because yeah. uh, it was his job. He wrote about sport. Yeah. So we had to just uh, deal with it. I hate sport. I hate it. I tell you what I like. I find it boring. I tell you what I like. When was the Montreal Olympics? Don't know. I'm going to say 1976. Oh, I wasn't born. I was born. No, I'm going to say 19... Because 84 was Los Angeles, because they had the bloke on the jetpack. 80... So they wouldn't have had two North Americas back-to-back. 80, I think, was Munich. God, have I got this right? If I was... Uh, 80 was... I'm going to say 76 was Montreal. And um, what I used to like about that those Olympics... I remember them. I was three. Was um, the really weird audio and picture quality do you remember you're like old well no but old old foreign sporting events up until about the mid 80s the commentators will be using those lip mics and it'll be really exciting and it'll be really weird i used to like i I like that and listen i tell you what i like nothing will make me fall asleep quicker then a Saturday afternoon, me on the sofa, facing the sofa with my arm over the top and a football match on in the background. That sound of the crowd, <laughs> that will send me to sleep straight away. It's like a lullaby. thing is, that's probably, that sounds quite relaxing. When the sp- sport was on at my house, my dad was as if he was sitting in the dugout. So he would be sitting... Um, on the sofa and then every time yeah. someone missed a goal or was going for a goal he would be up he'd be up he'd be up towards the television so it was not a relaxing experience it was quite stressful mark will not let this when i'm 64 thing go he's obviously spent the last hour and a half researching it but not wikipedia no. online right he sent me this oh. hunter davis who was at jim's house at the time doing an interview i guess that's J- J- paul's dad for his Beatles biography, remember Jim listening to an acetate disc of When I'm 64. Davis wrote that Paul recorded the song specifically for his father, as Jim was then 64 years old and married Angela two years previous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might have he might have recorded the song. This, you, Mark, you, you're arguing what I'm saying. He recorded the song late 66, right? And then they kind of overdubbed it for the for Sergeant Pepper 67. And it says here, he recorded the song for his father, right? Didn't say he wrote it. 
Does he about right? He wrote it when he was 16, mate. In 1958. Even I was out, because I said 62. He wrote it in 1958, buddy. Wouldn't it be weird, though, if yes. he'd written that song and his dad's 64th birthday came along and he didn't sing it to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mark, I, I, basically, what you've done with that, that hour and a half research is you've backed up, you've agreed with me. So, you'll, you'll send that in to say, yes, Ian, I agree with you. Yes, I can boogie. But I need a certain song. Skyfail. This is a great story. Oh, Adele. Superfan flies across world three times to see Adele and every time the gig's been cancelled. Oh. oh, yes. Well, there's talk now of whether Adele will ever sing again. Well, she's retired, isn't she? No. She said she'd retired. Her voice has um, been damaged. No. And now they're saying that they have to investigate whether she'll ever be able to use it no. again. No. No. Yeah. yeah. Where did you read that, mate? I heard it on the news today. Thank you very much indeed. It's bullshine. Of course she'll sing again. They'll get the, she'll rest it. She'll have some honey and lemon. They'll give her cortisone injections. That's my recommendation anyway. She'll be right as. Thanks, Doctor. She's probably got nodules, that's all. And Adele, she needs um, to swallow a cheesecloth and pull it out of her bum. Oh. I'd watch that. Well. And Adele superfan has flown 18,200 miles to see the star perform on three occasions only to see each concert cancelled at the last minute. Brilliant. Laurie Shortall, 48, has spent more than £6,000 trying to see the Londoner sing live, but is yet to make it to a gig. How many times has he done this? She has done it... She? Um, three times. OK, well, after the second, you... I mean, would you... No, because you think... Well, it's happened twice. There's no way she's going to cancel again. I'm going to go. Let's get the uh, itinerary. <laughs> The latest blow came when Adele axed the final two Wembley dates at the end of her world tour, just as Laurie and two friends flew into it. So you can find her, Laurie Shortall. L O L O R I. Where's she from again? She is from. Um, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll is have it Shortall to... with two L's? Yes. I got her. Daisy Duke Pooch. The, that followed previous trips. Oh, the, the late one, two Wembley, and uh, just as Laurie and two friends flew into watch. That followed previous trips to Texas and Arizona in the US that also ended in disappointment. Laurie of Newfoundland, Canada said, yeah. I've had so much bad luck that I think I'm going to go out and buy a lottery ticket because it has to change at some point. No, no, no. You're jinxed. You're a Jonah. You're a Jonah. Let everyone know when you buy a ticket for something because then we won't buy tickets for it. I don't blame Adele at all. Good. She has to look after her voice and she must feel really bad. Yeah. But I just cannot believe all these concerts I've booked to see have been cancelled. I really would love to see her one day. She should have booked a ticket for Boys Life. <laughs> Secondary school music... Pablo, I will come to you in a minute. I'll see you on the ball, mate. Secondary school music teacher Laurie has been listening to Adele since her debut album 19 was released and booked to see her in Houston, Texas in late 2011. She took four days of unpaid leave at a loss of 600 quid to attend the show, as well as paying 470 quid for the flight. Laurie said, My sister, who lives in Texas, got me tickets for my birthday, but Adele had a vocal hemorrhage and was forced to cancel. Uh, Laurie then waited five years. Her husband, Darren, was... Uh, we were on our way to the show when a friend called and told me Adele had cancelled. <laughs> Oh, it's terrible. Um, 
uh, Adele later posted an emotional video online to apologise. Laurie finally thought she had her chance to see her idol to perform live in London at the weekend, only to be let down again. Laurie added, I just said, oh dear God, no. I couldn't believe it. Adele is a beautiful singer and a great lady. I love the fact she has a bit of a potty mouth and talks about her son all the time. Um, I like Adele. That's, um, I like that. That's a, that's a really bad... I found Laurie. I've just tweeted her. Beautiful. See if she'll come on and have a chat about that and we'll, we sh- she will have our sympathies. Pablo, stay there. Come to you in a bit. 0344 is the terif- uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee, on air and off the on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. And suddenly it's uh, 20 minutes past 12. Who'd have thunk it? 0344 499 1000. Good evening, Pablo. Yeah, Pablo. What have you got up for us? Well, you know what she's pushing for, don't you, the Adele fan? Oh, she wants to have a private concert. Actually, she just wants a cup of tea with her. Oh, that's not weird. Well, I hope, Adele, if you've got a soul, have a cup of tea with that woman. Have a cup of tea with her. She's the sort that would, I Yeah, think. of course she would. Of course she would. You can tell, you can tell how, uh, how gushing she is, even though it's happened three times. Yeah. Uh, she said, oh, I love her so much. I understand all the situations. It's yeah. So oh, no, by, by, by... What's she supposed to do, say... That what? lazy cow. No, by the third time I go, do you know what? Adele can... I, I, I would be angry. By the, third, by the third time when I spent nearly 20 grand, yeah. Yes, I would. I'd say, Adele, you owe me this money, woman. Come on, pay up. Because that... This is the thing. I've um, been lucky enough in my life to have been in the presence of very rich people when they were very rich. Duncan Bannatyne, before he got divorced. And uh, he I, got remarried again, didn't he? Yes, he did. Good for him. I like Duncan. He's a nice bloke. He invited me and my missus to go and use his Spanish, his French villa once. Sorry, was it a no? It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Don't do that. No. Leave the, car, I, we, the, bowl the We door. never exactly took exactly pounds. No. Come on. We never took him up on the offer. How stupid is that? Probably had to sell it now. But um, you sat with him, right? He's a nice bloke, Duncan. I like him a lot. He used to be. He made his money. You know how he made his money? Ice cream. Yeah. Ice cream. He used to have a moustache and sell ice cream. It's true. And you just sat there and you're thinking, you could pay off my mortgage and you wouldn't even notice it. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even notice it. And you just feel like saying, Dunks, buddy, just pay off. This is, look, I'm going to write down a figure on a bit of paper. This is what my mortgage is, right? I'm going to write it down. We don't even have to say anything. You have a look at that. Can you sort that out? Of course you can. Come on, let's do it. That's all you got to say. And do you know what? I bet for a laugh, if you go up on the right day, you go, I'm, I'm in, and we're going to do it. Well, maybe, maybe you missed your chance. Maybe that's how he ended up losing quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, I'll make you an offer. And make, I'm mm-hmm. going to make you an offer. I will give you oh? 50% of the fee, but I want 25% of your wife. Beautiful, yeah. All right, no worries. In fact, do you know what? Give me 25% of the fee, you can have 50% of the wife. I'm in. I'm out. I'm in. Oh, stop steady, it, you. Steady, 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 come Pabs, on. see what you've done there. Come on, Pabs, outrageous, mate. Focus, 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 focus. Ridiculous. What, so Pablo? the whole, um, Newcastle thing, is it, so you're up for the whole weekend, or? Yeah, we're up for the whole weekend. We're going, doing the show on Friday. Saturday, we're going to walk around and we'll, we'll record some bits and pieces for the show. Are we, are we? We're going to play The Floor is Lava. Are we, uh, are we ever going to play out Eddie Large? Yeah. Can we do it tomorrow? 
Let's do it tomorrow. Let's have it set up so that tomorrow we can do it. Yeah. Because okay. I got, I don't know if you noticed, I got a five hour drive tomorrow. Yeah, you mentioned it. And then the thought of doing a three hour show after a five hour, that's eight hours. It's almost a full working day. That's your job. Yeah. Well, your job is to not be so irritating. Stop throwing things at me. It's just pens. I could have my eye out. Yeah, I could do. Well, let me see. The pen is lava. Ow. Oh. <gasps> Pierce the skin. That'll bruise that. Yeah, well, we'll do. I'm take pictures. All right, mate. Anyway, Pablo, go on. You're really, Pablo, you're really bringing out the worst in both of us this Ow. evening, mate. I don't know what it is, but you're, se- you're sending off a really violent vibe. I'm going to come in and it's all sex and violence. All yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, oh. No, it was just to say, yeah, uh, thank you, that um, because of you, um, so technically if, it's, if it doesn't come out right, it's your fault. Um, I listened to uh, these people podcast with uh, Lee and Penny. Uh, that you were on... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. ...a month or so ago. Oh, yes. Uh, um, and I submitted a few things. They did, like, a uh, an antiphone uh, special because I, I don't think they had the time to make an episode that one week and I did a couple of things and then right. managed to get myself on um, as a, a full-on... So, are you the... saying you're leaving us to go and be um, a radio host? No, 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 not at all. Not by any means. No, no, I was a guest on their thing. Right. I've got my own... Podcasts with me, me chums on the side. The food was filmed by podcast, yeah, uh, just in case. Yes. Um, but yeah, just through that, just just uh, listening to their podcast because obviously uh, I was uh, oh. trolling the uh, the old. Uh, knew you'd done a few. Well, dreams, uh, dreams, dreams can come true, Pablo. You, uh, look at me, babe. I'm into you. You know you've got to hold on. You know you've got to be strong. Hold on. I'm glad. Oh, we, I'm, I'm glad we made your dreams come true. Why was he telling us that? Um, I think it was a humble brag. Oh, I see. I or he was just being pleasant. What know. is there in Newcastle? I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. I've not been in Newcastle for, oh no, 27 years. Sweet Lord, I'm old. The fact I can talk about having been somewhere 27 years ago and I was an adult then means I am ancient but what is there in Newcastle? i've never been but i do watch geordie shaw okay so according no you yeah. can't no you can't so, judge it on that well no. so according to geordie shaw no there's a nightclub called um fanny's no tuk, Co- the cock and balls tuk 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 there's one called um bougie no uh so we won't be going there um, I think um, it's a city, so they'll have like shops, cathedrals. Shops. I know. Right. Okay. I don't want to know. I don't want to know where the gap and next and Marks and Spencers is. Mm. I want a bit of culture. Right. right. When I go to a city, I want I want culture. Right. Right. So where where do I There's go? There's a big bridge. All right. Beautiful. Let's go and have a look at that. Let's go and have a look at the bridge. I've googled coal it. Mine. I don't need to see it. Coal mines. Working in a coal mine. Go go, go down a coal mine. Um, we'll drink some um, frothy beer. We'll get into some fights. I don't know what there is up there. I don't know anything about it. You sound vexed. I'm, I think I'm thinking of Sheffield. You are. No, that'd be steelworks, not coal mines. Although I think the, they've I want to go, go to the Joe Cocker Museum. Huh? Is there such a thing? Of course there is. In, in Sheffield. Do you know where I've been? In um, Ulverston. Me, I do. Stan Laurel. Oh. Mm, there's a Laurel and Hardy um, museum. It's just basically a house filled with their stuff. That's good. But why... Nice. Okay, whose house is it? Did it used to be one Stan of their houses? Stan Laurel's. He's from Ulverston. But is it Cumbria. actually his house or is it a replication? Yeah, yeah. I'd like that. I would, li- I would love that. 
Um, do you like a bit of Laurel and Hardy? Yeah. Um, Laura, Laura, lesbians on blind date. Good. First gay girls on show. <laughs> Telly's blind date is to feature. It's not even. It's not even it's a, not a story. story. It's twenty seventeen, mate. They did gay guys, didn't they? A long time ago. Oh gosh, yeah. Um. No, I mean, it's uh, silly, but uh, I've not seen that show, and I don't think anybody has. What, The Blinder Data? Uh, the Blinder Data. With Yamaka. Paul O'Grady. No. No, I don't think it's been doing very well, has it, really? I don't think many people have... Um... Well, it's a classic. Why do that? Um, yeah. I mean, if they did it on, if they did it on ITV, it would... It... What's it on, then? Channel 5s. Oh. Yeah, Channel 5s. So if they did it on button three, I think it would. You could just about make. You could just about pull it off and make it work. I think, um, but on channel five, no one's no one's going to go. Paul O'Grady, I don't think he's the man. Um, okay, who would you have hosting it? Um, it's got to be either a gay man or, or a woman. woman. It's got. It's got to be. I, I miss Davina, and I know she's done like street oh. mate and stuff. I think she would be good on it. Love uh, but at the moment, it seems to be if you're a woman on telly, you've got to be either Holly, Holly Willoughby, Willoughby or, or the girl with the eyes, Emma Smith. Yeah. What's her name, Emma? Emma Willis. Emma Willis. Uh, both b- b- you both know, lovely brilliant, people but they with. seem to be passing a baton. Yeah, I. Um, when are we going to get some new talent? By new talent, I mean old talent. I mean old women like you. Yeah. When are we going to get old birds? I'm like waiting. You? I'm, I'm available. I'm very cheap. Um, yeah. Well, maybe that's the uh, uh, the thing. The problem. We've got another half an hour of this, and I kind of feel we've we've shot our bolt. The first half an hour was brilliant. I mean, can we not just play that out again? Is that, is that, is that where we allowed to just play out the first half hour? We all go home early. No one, no one's listening at this point of the night. You know, it's, it's we've kind of we've kind of done everything we need to do. No one's calling in. I, the stories I've got. Um, done flying ants, mm. blue Peter, but I did that yesterday. I've got puns. And bucket list. That's all I've got. That's it. That's it. And they're they're both ropey stories. I oh, will do them. We'll do them. We'll do. Them. We'll do. Them. They're ropey stories. But if no one wants to phone in, you asked for it. I will do puns and I will do bucket list. I don't even remember what puns is. I know what puns are, but I don't know what puns is in terms of this thing. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to give us a call, otherwise I'm going to do these ropey stories. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh, this is the pun story. It is ropey as it is ropey as. But I'm going to do it. So you guys don't want to call in, so I'm going to do it. This shows how little that we're not even in silly season yet. This shows how little there is in the newspapers. Just pun to the shops for us. Firm names with service and a smile. Uh. It doesn't have a posh front on Oxford Street, but this Selfridges still prides itself on cool customers. The white goods firm made the top 20 of quirky business names in Britain. It's Selfridges. It's called Selfridges. Mm. Good one. At number one was the boss of carpet cleaners, Spruce Spring Clean. <laughs> Born to run the vacuum around. Oh, God. The survey found four in ten people were more likely to use a firm with a witty name. Oh, Not I me. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I Not wouldn't me. think they would take it seriously. With more than a third 
more likely to recommend them? No, laugh about them. A quarter of people even believe they would typically get better service from a business with a great name. The people behind the survey didn't work. I didn't say the name of the company. <gasps> Suckers. Some of the shops are generations old, showing that a catchy name can stand the test of time. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, dear listener. You've not called him. The next 30 minutes is me going through this top 20 list. That's what you're going to get. Um, it, but before we do that, let's see if he's sobered up. David Badcock. I wasn't actually drunk. <laughs> I think you were quite... Were you on drugs? No, I was just a, bit, a little bit tired and, and I, I got caught up in the emotions of um, what's, what's his name left. So you were... T- t- what's his name, yes. So you were tired and emotional. Because it sounded like a drunk man. It sounded very... It, it sounded pathetic. Or possessed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a, an attack. Sorry? This is a bit of an attack. No, it's, it's just a summary of your, your, your previous call. Let's, let's put your, um, your um, alcoholic issues to one side. And yes. Let's see how we get on this evening, David. Twofold. Oh. The first one, you said that you, you, nobody's ringing in and you've not really got much to talk about, so I'm happy to just have a chat. Oh, good. That's that Second. one done, yes. Second fold? I've, I've joined Tinder. Sorry? Oh. I've joined Tinder. Right. Do you know what Tinder is? Um, my friend Barry told me about it and it sounds pretty nice, yes. And, um, I, now I've never looked at tinder right so i don't really which way do you swipe if you don't like the person um well i've i only really swipe swipe right but if if you don't like them you swipe left so yeah so just think if they're not right you swipe left what you mean if they're bent no i mean if they're not right for you brackets for you do you mean gay no if well in my case, yes, they would not be right for me, would they, if they were gay men? Homophobic, are you? You wouldn't go out with a gay man? No. Homophobe? Bit of a waste of time, That's wouldn't it, outrageous. For all concerned? You wouldn't go out oh. with a gay man? No. That is homophobic, oh. mate. You can't say that. I've just said it. Next should be saying uh, you wouldn't go out homophobic. with a black lady. Um. Racist? Can you believe this, David? I think we're seeing a side to Kathleen that we've we never seen before. We we are. We're seeing her backside, and it's racist and it's homophobic. Right. Um, I'm wondering if you could help me update my profile because it's not working. With great pleasure, David. Um, currently, would you like to know my bio? Um. Uh, I guess. I guess. Yes, yeah. Sure. Why yes. not? Yeah. Go on. Why not? Yes. Okay. Um. And I'm. Women, no, sorry. Woman wanted. Oh. No fatties. <laughs> and I've not, I've not had any look. Okay. And is what is the picture? Is it the is it the same picture that you posted for the competition? No, no, it, it's my, my profile picture on Facebook. Okay, I'm going to go to Facebook. Let's just to, check that out, shall we? Um, Let's see whether he's a left or a right. I'm lonely, Kathleen. Uh, yes, I know. Well, we're gonna we're gonna sort you out. We're gonna we're gonna sort this out. Oh, brilliant! Once oh, that's this picture, is it? Let's have a look. What is like a, a man with half a face? Oh, so it's, it's you wearing a beanie with half a face? 
They might think that you're um, scarred all down the left side of your face. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, some people can be funny about stuff like that. It looks that. like you're already halfway through being swiped right, though, so that's quite cool. Yeah, and you look like a sex criminal. Yeah. I've always been told to leave them wanting more. Yes, well, you, you, maybe you need to cover a little bit more of the On face. On the upside, that yeah. is a big chimney. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, perhaps you need to go into a bit more detail, because some women, admittedly weird-looking women, um, they like, um, uh, ghosts and ectoplasm and stuff like that. Maybe you could tell them about your adventures in, um, the the, the spirit realm. Yeah, they like being given the willies. Is that, is, that, is that an honest, honest suggestion? Because I'm, I'm getting quite lonely, and with, with all this heat, I'm getting quite flustered. Hmm? Uh, yeah, that is an honest suggestion. Um, put on so up. Okay, so have you? C- can you update the bio now while we're here? Uh, I've only got one. Hand I've got it for I've, you. I've got two, but I've, I've got there it. Here we go. Here Ready? We go. Catherine oh. knows. Sexy ghost hunter wants to give you the willies. I, I, I think I might, I might be banned if I start banning oh, around. Oh no, like you that. don't know what Twitter is like. Uh, Tinder is like. Can I make a suggestion, David? Yes. There are other apps that help you find partners and the thing about tinder i've heard is there are lots of fake profiles on there can i recommend an app that you might have a bit more success with it's called grinder g-r-i-n-d-r grinder if you download that um and and talk about giving people the willies i think you might i think you might um just come off a little bit better on there definitely i'll find myself uh, mrs babcock yep you you let us know how you get on david Thank you, Ian. I think you'd be David Goodcock by the end of uh, the end of the evening. Nice one, mate. Thank you very much indeed. And number twenty, PG Trips. Oh. It's a bus charter in Houghton Le Spring. Well, this doesn't work. This doesn't work, right? It's a chip shop, right? Bearing in mind, there's Godfather. A... No, 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 no. Bearing in mind, there's a chip shop um, near an art centre in Maidenhead called Oh My Cod. Which is, that's brilliant, I think. Oh my god. Exclamation mark. They do really good chips. Oh, do you know, I could murder some proper old fashioned chips. Um, yeah, oh! So th- Newcastle, they'll do pies, won't they? I'm on a diet. I'm not. So this doesn't make sense. Frying Nemo. There's nothing like finding Nemo. Also, what a hideous thought. Fish and chip shop in Ghoul. You have to be a ghoul to want. I'm sure they do excellent chips, by excellent, the way. Excellent, yummy. Uh, this is a classic. From Br- from Brizzle. Um, although, if I were the gentleman in question, I would sue Jason Donovan. Jason Donovan. Yeah, 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 me yeah. like that. It's a food yeah. truck in Bristol. God, I'm going to stretch this out. I've got to stretch this out until one o'clock in the morning. I sometimes drive past a hairdresser's called the Lunatic Fringe. That doesn't make sense. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Unless you call in, I'm just going to read all of these out very slowly until one o'clock. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, line one. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. It's Paul. Hello, Paul. Yeah, I'm not sure what I want to talk to you about. But as I've, as I've said before to the lady who was on yes. earlier, yes. Um, 
I'm paranoid schizophrenic. Uh-oh. With epilepsy. Hey. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a list, though, isn't it? Hey, how, how are you coping with all that? Okay, not too bad. Is yeah. it? But they changed, they, today they changed me tablets. Uh-oh. They, they, well, they were the same tablets, right? They yeah. don't seem to understand, but they changed the makers of the tablets. Yes, but, yeah. uh, but they changed, well, they, because they, they changed the makers, but they're still the same tablets, are they? Well, yeah, made by a different maker. Yeah. The but they do that, though, sometimes. They'll still be, you know, if it's the same medication. Yeah, but they did that to me. Epilepsy tablets, right? Yeah. And you know what happened then? I, I kept having fit after fit after fit. Oh, blimey. They don't care. I mean, they do care, but they don't. They don't know, know. what they're doing. Sometimes. Well, who is who is this who's done this? Your doctor? Well, it's just ages ago. Yeah. Who did that to me? Yeah, and then. But is it your doctor that's changed yeah. the pills? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're uh, you're, you're best well, off you're best off doing what the doctor suggests. No, no, that was no on that occasion with the epilepsy tablets, right? Um, it, it was the pharmacist who did it. Okay. That's interesting. But, but yeah. it is interesting, but different. Co- I I wouldn't worry too much because different companies can make the same drugs, particularly with um, a common drug like epilepsy drugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll be the same chemicals, because some of those drugs, they're like on the open market, so people can manufacture them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, you'd, you'd expect them to be the same, but they're not. Oh. Well, have you spoken to your doctor about it? Well, not this new doctor. I've got a new doctor now. I'll go and, I would go and yeah, speak to the new doctor, Paul. Well, about me, about this thing. Well, it it, it took me, it took months, right, to yeah. transpose the me medication. Yes. Uh, when I when I did it uh, at the home, I was acting them days years ago. Yeah. Well, but um, but they did it the right way of doing it. Have you got a bit of a chesty thing going as well? I can hear you wheezing a bit. Am I? Am I? Oh blimey! I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to set set you off if you're paranoid. I just. But you. You listen. You know your body and you know your mind better than me. Yeah. 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 Hello. How are you feeling tonight, Paul? Okay, pretty okay. Good. Yeah. You've been listening to the radio. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I haven't because I'm. Uh... I'm trying to charge some tablets. I've done, uh, um, no, not, not tablets, uh, some, um, uh, batteries up. You're, you're trying to do what? Charge some batteries up? <laughs> yeah, for we radio. Oh, yeah. right. Well, the thing is, the DAB radios, they enough, they, they, they really, um, use up batteries like there's no tomorrow. You're better off well, plugging it in. Yeah, they're charging the batteries. Yeah. Okay. I'm putting them in the fridge. Okay. In the fridge? Yeah. Does that charge up batteries? Oh, yeah, once you charge them, no, no, you charge them with, with the energizer. The, yeah, the, the, the little charger things you plug in the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then you put them in the yeah. fridge. Then you put the batteries in the fridge. Come on, I've never heard that. It's probably good to do them with the ordinary batteries. Yeah. Yeah. But 
if you do them with the ordinary, put them in the fridge, they last longer. You are joking. That is right. Okay, I've got those those um, charging batteries. I hate them. They're a pain in the bum, all right? What I buy is there's a Duracell. Here's, the, here's my tip, guys. Duracell. Let me find out what they're called, because I've got them in my bag. Duracell, Paul. They do, um, yeah. they do a, a really cheap version of Duracell. Here we go. Yeah. This is my tip, guys, and I learnt this from... Yeah, uh, you have to keep from... on buying them. No, hang on. I learnt this from a, from a guy that does um, radio mics and stuff. Duracell yeah. Industrial, right? They're almost as strong as proper Duracell, um, but they are yeah. way, way cheaper. So I just buy 50 of them at a time. Um, but I'm going to do that. I'm oh, going to get those charging well, yeah. batteries, and I'm going to put them in the fridge and see if you're talking uh, sense or nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Well... If, yes. Um, the tech, um, these are supposed to last a very long time. The no, the thing about the char- uh, have you had those ch- rechargeable ones for a while? Yeah, quite a while. Yeah, because the, every time every time you recharge them, they kind of lose a little bit of power. So if you've had them for a long time, um, yeah. then they 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 don't charge up as much. Oh. Oh. Go and treat yourself to yeah. some new rechargeable batteries, Paul. You deserve it. <laughs> yeah. All right, mate. Well, listen, yeah. I'm going to let you move on. Thanks so much for calling, man. Oh, you didn't want to hear about leaving the body or anything like that, then. I didn't want to lo- hear about what? Sorry? Leaving your body physically. Oh, go on. Yeah, I'd like- actually, I didn't know you... you co- yeah, go on. You, you Tell us about leaving your body physically. Well, I lay down in bed, sort of meditating on the back of the abdomen, and uh, I'm using a technique of meditation that I developed. And then, well, I've only done this, it only happened once this particular time. I left my body, right? Yeah. Um, And what happened is I shot out my body into the room where I was lying. You shot out? Yeah, it's sudden quick. Flipping it. Um, that sounds terrifying. Hmm? That sounds terrifying, shooting out like that. I would not... I would, okay, go on. But it just jumped out. Yeah. Maybe your body. Yeah. My body was the same, but... Um, it was... I was outside my body, I know. Because, I mean, at first I, c- I couldn't op- open my eyes. I had yeah. difficulty opening my eyes. But when I did open my eyes, yeah. um, I could um, see things, and things looked very bright. Wow. Mm. And how long ago was that? When when did you last do that? Oh, years, years ago. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, it's good meditation, is. isn't it? I, li- I like a little meditate every now and then. Mm. It's nice. Centres you yeah. a bit. Yeah, because in the, in, in my theory, you, yes. your body, your physical body, right, yeah. only goes up to your belly button. What? Well, what's above your belly button, then? <laughs> yeah, no. You're, that is nuts. That, I, I'm, I've refrained from using that phrase, mm. and don't know, but that is actually nuts. Your body goes up to your belly button... Yeah, topologically speaking. Oh, topologically speaking, he says. Of course, yes. Yeah. All right. All right, Paul, listen, I've got to go, because I've got a couple more callers, and we finish in a bit, but you look after yourself, yeah? Okay, have a good time. You take care, Paul. Thanks a lot, mate. Bye-bye. What a nice man. Um, Let's go to Tony. Good evening, Tony. Hello, Ian. How are we doing? Hello, Tony. We're doing very, very well. 
Um, yeah, I'd uh, thought I'd uh, call you beings I'm maybe. Uh, I suspect the only sober call you've had in the past three um, calls. I'll be um, the judge of that. Well, at number mm, ten, we... it's Bonnie Tyler, tiling and plumbing. That's quite a good one. Mm. Bonnie Tyler. Mm. It's better well, than I... Barney Barney's Rubble because Barney's Rubble is a DIY shop. So. Not really got a lot to do with rubble. If you got rubble, you failed at the DIY show. Yeah, yeah, that that's like um, well, uh, a scrap uh, merchant. In, Barney's rubble. In, interesting fact about Bonnie Tyler. Yeah. Um, on the uh, Meatloaf song "I Do Anything uh, for Love," oh. Bonnie Tyler was actually the singer on a certain part of that song, but mm. she was um, dubbed out visually in the video oh. by a model. Yeah. Uh, who deemed to see? Uh, who deemed to be uh, a little bit more aesthetically pleasing no. than Bonnie oh. to be in the video? She's a very oh. sexy woman, Bonnie Tyler. Leather and lace, leather and lace. Troubles with alcohol for some time, but by God, did she have a Welsh voice? Oh, she's um, uh, Bonnie Tyler. Absolutely, she could strip the paint in this studio just by singing. Gotta love Bonnie Tyler. Absolutely, and she and uh, that her uh, piece of resistance song was the conclusion to Short Circuit Two. Uh, oh. If you remember that film, I, where I do, I don't remember the song. I like your style. Gar- carry uh, on. I, I, I need a hero. Yeah. Was the culmination of the song where um, uh, Johnny Five chases um, Oscar oh, uh, yes. throughout Unix City. Do you remember the film? I was thinking. Uh, do you know what I was thinking of? Batteries not included. But yes, now I know this. I know the sequence to which you refer, oh. Tony. You're getting me going now. In Batches Not Included is one of the only films that have ever, ever, ever reduced me to almost to tears. It's a great movie. The, the, the segment where they find the baby um, alien spaceship yes. that seems to be um, Hang on, hang on. Dead Are you on telling Earth. me you didn't cry at Flight of the Navigator? Oh, Ian, you are getting me started. Here we yeah, go, Tony! <laughs> that is that is the one. That is the Ian, one. Ian, I originally called to lighten the mood in terms of discussion of the Beatles, yes. which you were initiating earlier, but we've we've digressed yes. into a very, very positive... The F um, of the N. Um, ...reminiscing um, <laughs> subject. Yeah. Right. But I'm going to get to the crux of my comments. Get to it. I want to see your crux. You. Get your crux out right. now. And I want your opinion on this. Here we go. Best Beatles song, Octopus's Garden. Discuss. <clears throat> nice try, but no, wrong, wrong. Uh, explain. Um, it, it's not the best Beatles song. I, I would agree and disagree. Oh, I would agree. That's going to be I interesting. Would... <laughs> <laughs> I would agree in terms of. Yes, it's pish. However... No, 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 no. I didn't say it's pish. I think it's a great song. A great song. It's not the best song. I'll tell you the best Beatles song if you want. Go ahead. Here Comes the Sun. I was going to say that. Yeah, because it is. There are are two Beatles songs that will lighten even the darkest of moods. Oh! There are Octopus's Garden and Here Comes the Sun. Of you... which, incidentally, when these are written by McCartney no. or Lennon... No, I know. No, although, <laughs> although, arguably, yes. Octopus's Garden was penned 
in its entirety by George Harrison. Now, if you watch, if you watch the Let Star. It, look, just indulge me for thirty seconds. If you watch the Let It Be movie, George, right mm. near the start, George goes, "How's that song coming on?" And Ringo goes to the piano and, and plays a really ham-fisted version of Octopus's Garden. And George says, <laughs> "Wouldn't it be better if you did it like this?" And then he plays, actually uh. plays Octopus's Garden. And Ringo goes, "Oh yeah, nice one, thanks, George." <laughs> Is that so? It, uh, but no. It, uh, 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 here comes the sun. You cannot listen to that and not feel that everything's going to be all right? Bar the exception of, um, uh, the Bob Marley song, um, no, uh, Three Little Birds. Right. Uh, is it Three Little Birds, the, the, the Bob Marley song? I, uh, I have no idea, because Bob Marley is awful. You're thinking of oh. Rockin' Robin by the Jackson 5. Am I? Yeah, thanks very much for calling, Tony. Let's go to Ray. Good evening, Ray. I think I got him there. Good evening. Um, well, back in the days when I had hair, um, I used to get, have my hair cut at a place called Fringe Benefits. Oh! Cheeky! It was, um, right next to Brent Cross Station. I would not get any personal grooming done by people who thought that naming their business via a pun was an acceptable way to go. Yeah, like cuss above the rest and all that. Catherine, are you alright? You're melting in front of my eyes. <sighs> you mentioned Here Comes the Sun, didn't you? Oh, yes, that's, um, uh, what you were conceived to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, certainly melting here. He, he makes my stomach go a little bit funny, that's all. Thank you very much. Now, you're actually, you're, you're flagging a bit, aren't you? But, yeah. Thank you for that, Ray. Um, the Chop Father. No, that doesn't even work. The that's... Barber's Chop Father. No, it doesn't. Um, how could you, no, it doesn't no, even work. No, no. Um, Great Expectations. Fireplace outlet. Oh, spell spelled G R A T E. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is nice. This is nice. Jean Claude Van Man. Okay. Removal company. That's nice. Oh, but this one this one can't be a joke. This has to be people's names. Go on. So solicitors. Uh huh. The first name is spelt W R I G H T. Right. Sorry? The second name is spelt H-A-S-S-A-L-L. Huh? Right Hassel. (laughs) Florists, Floral and Hardy, no. Wine Bar. Planet of the Grapes, huh? Okay. I've saw... I I drive past... You saw what? You saw what, Catherine? You've, you've, hang on. You've saw what? You suggested you've sawn something. What have you saw? (laughs) Tell me what you've saw. A florist. Oh, yeah. Flowers Talk. Flowers Talk. That is just. Only an idiot would shop there. (laughs) It's a right posh one. Beauty Salon, Facial Attraction. God. But why would you go in there? This though? is nice. This is nice. Although, if again, if I was the gentleman in question, I would sue. It's like calling it facial awareness. Driving instructor Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Alan Cartridge, office supplies. <laughs> um, locksmith Sherlock Holmes. That's stupid. Uh, That's number two. And number one, as we've already had it, it's the carpet cleaners spruce. Spring clean. Dear listener, that is it. That is your lot. Holly, thank you very much indeed. Tomorrow we will be broadcasting live from a lunatic's home in Newcastle. We'll be bringing you up to date with all the big things happening in the toon. Talk Radio. We've got entertainment and we're not afraid to use it. Talk Radio.